When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, it's Professor Cho. We have a very, very special episode of Putting on Airs for you. We are sans Trey today uh, because Trey is, and he won't say this, but I will, he's working on a very, very cool thing. That's all I'm going to say. This is a very excused absence. That's that's all I will allude to. It's a very excused absence. But in his stead, I brought back Lady Kirby, who most of you airheads will remember from the uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragons episode. She is sitting in for me today, and she's actually taking the place of Professor Cho. She brought us a syllabus on the Gilded Age, not the television show, the actual period in American history. We not only talk about that, we also have a segment called Hot Goss with Lady Kirby, where she fills me in on a couple of new developments with the Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift feud that I didn't even know was a thing. We also, up top, talk about some new Harry and Meghan news. So a very, very fancy, very, very putting on airs-esque, putting on airs episode, as it were, and as a bonus, for everyone to make up for the fact that Trey's not here. For the first time ever, my mother, Lady Laura, will be joining us at the very end of the episode for a full-length cooking segment. Me and my mama are making a sweet potato pie. How is that fancy? How is that trash? Oh, Lady Laura will tell you. I promise. She came prepared. She crushed it. It was a lot of fun. So without further ado, well, there's a little bit more ado. Buy our book, Round Here and Over Yonder. It is available wherever you get your books. Also, go to TreyCrowder.com to get tickets to see Trey when he comes to a city near you. But also, we'll be back together, as y'all know. The Well-Read Comedy Tour is coming to Zanies in Nashville, December 14th through the 16th. Get those tickets at TreyCrowder.com. You can also pick up the book there. As for me, BonusCorey.com. That is my Substack. I do bonus podcasts. I write essays. I do audio dramas. I, cur- I just finished up Colonel Cornbread and the Case of the Confederate Ruby. That was my first full-length audio drama. I'm currently working on a new one. Also, if you were a member of BonusCorey.com, you would have gotten the cooking segment with my mother, early and completely ad-free, bonuscory.com. Now, actually, with uh, no further ado, here is Putting On Airs with me and, uh, frankly, someone who will end up taking my job because I know y'all like her more, Lady Kirby. Y'all enjoy. I love y'all very much. Talk to you later. Stay fancy. So did you see that uh, Harry and Meghan are very upset with Family Guy? No, I did not. Yeah, so Family Guy, who, you know, like makes fun of literally everybody mm-hmm. has said pretty horrible things that I will personally defend in the name of comedy. Cause mm-hmm. it was always going for the joke, mm-hmm. but like, so they had this, uh, they, they had this scene, this clip and I'm not going to play it because we'll get taken down from YouTube, uh-huh. but it's Harry and Megan and they're sitting at a pool and this like Butler comes up and he goes, Mr. Uh, Prince Harry, here's your $1 million from Netflix for doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happens. And then he's like, no, thank you. Put it with the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then Megan looks over at Harry 
and goes, oh my God, we have to do that. Uh, we have to do that sponsored brand ad for Del Taco. And Harry goes, Ugh, I really wish I hadn't walked away from all that ridiculous nonsense, which is funny. Yeah. Which is funny. And Harry and Meghan uh, have, have called Family Guy, bitched about it, said it was a savage attack. A savage attack. These are Harry's actual words. This was a savage a a savage and and an outrageous slur which there's no slur in it and i guess well, he meant like racial slur i guess maybe slurs different in but, england yeah. like oh slur like slurring him yeah yeah because you're right when i read that i was like wait what slur uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah so he's super super pissed off about it uh and says that this is what he says uh, he feels like they're not being taken seriously enough by people and that they can't catch a break. First off, I would like, yes. First off, I would like to say, oh, poor, poor Harry mm-hmm. not being able to catch a break. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. not very rich to hear? Yeah, I, yeah. And I want to get your thoughts on this because I'll be honest with you. I have long defended Harry and still will in a lot of regards because Harry has been very outspoken for mental health which I think is great, especially from someone in his position. And I truly believe that, you know, mental health does not discriminate and his depression is equally as valid as my depression. Now, granted, he's had more resources than anybody, but when it gets into shit like this, Mm -hmm. I tend to go, all right, Harry, Mm -hmm. enough is enough. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the whole situation? Well, I mean, Family Guy literally is like made fun of Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but but but, but we're supposed to draw the line at Harry, at and Harry Meghan. and Meghan. Yeah, and also like at what ha- Harry's been in the public eye like long enough, in my opinion, to know that like the first rule about all this stuff is that like you're making it so much worse if you act like it bothers you. Well, yeah. Well, see, it always rubs me the wrong way. It's kind of like those celebrities that. Um, don't want to be photo- uh, photographed, but then they go to the notorious paparazzi hangouts. Yeah, I feel like that's how Harry and Meghan are. Yeah, like they they want to act like they don't want to be talked about and stuff, but then they put themselves purposely in situations that they're going to end up getting talked about, wrote about, made fun of. Not only that, but like now that they're not in the royal family. They kind of, in order for them to make money, because it's not like it's not like Harry's going to go weld. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. now she's an actress, but but if I'm a studio, there's she's a liability. She's, yeah, probably because yeah. like Security, I guess there's all that. Yeah, and just like people not taking the work seriously, mm-hmm. like like I guess I guess that on one hand you're like, oh, if we could get her and afford her. That'd be a great get because she's so popular. It'll bring a lot of eyes to this. But at the same time, like she's, I feel like once you become the Royal family, no one is going to be able to watch you play a character and separate the person from the character. I could yeah. be wrong. And maybe that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, Ronald Reagan didn't act go after back. He was yeah. president. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Arnie Schwarzenegger did, but it's different. Like yeah. he is, he is Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. but like uh, to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm bringing this back around to a point. Um, like, I don't know if, like, if you're, if you, if I wrote something Uh and I, and Netflix was going to put it out and I, and I could cast it, 
I know it's a hell of a thing for me to say who's never gotten anything on air, but like I genuinely wouldn't want her in it mm-hmm. because I'd be like, well, now that's the story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to have anything to do with my work and all the other actors are going to mm-hmm. play second fiddle. Like you mm-hmm. said, all the security, but back to my original point, which was like, she's not probably going to be doing a lot of high profile acting anymore. He's not going to go weld. They have to have people talking about them in order for them to generate they money on their, their podcast. They want their cake. And it, it yes. yes. I mean, they left the royal family, and I understand their issues there. But the fact is, is regardless of the fact that he left the royal family, he was still born into that family. So, yeah, he needs security and stuff. Of course he does, yeah. I mean, for his safety, he does. So if you're going to still need that and all of those things, you can't just ask for all the perks that the royal family gives without having the responsibility. Right. He, I, right. Like, it seems like very much like he wants, like you said, all the good things that come with it, but he wants to be able to go, no, uh, monarchies are bad and I'm not a part of this, mm-hmm. but like, please give me, you know, all, like I said, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I've never talked to you about Harry and Megan. I'm sure. I don't know. Like, what is it? How does mom feel? By the way, uh, just so y'all know, later on in the episode, we got a doozy for you. Me and my mom are actually doing the first ever cooking segment on Putting On Airs. We're making a sweet potato pie. How is that fancy? How is that trash? Me and my mom will talk about it. Uh, mom and me have like very different opinions on the royal family, but where we agree is that like we're entertained and fascinated by yeah. them. So like it really doesn't matter what our opinions are. So like I have to imagine that mom since day one has been like, Oh, screw Harry for all this stuff because she loves the queen so much. Well, no, I mean, me and her are on the same side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't. And like when you talked about mental health, I I feel that for them because, you know, mental illness does not discriminate. Of course not. You know, it it goes, you know, it doesn't matter what race you are, socioeconomic background. It does not discriminate. I know that. And his mother, I think that he has suffered through with mental illness a lot like his mom because i mean his mom obviously had mental health issues and you know he lost his mom at an age that is hard and publicly publicly. and and she's the type of person that like not that like if our mom died i don't think there would be a day Mm -hmm. that i would go without thinking about her but maybe there'd be moments but with him like there's no moments because like discount i don't want to discount his pain of course not he's still like it's he is still technically a human being yes yeah but there gets to a point in your life that the world the world's doing their own thing they're living and you got to figure out a way you got to figure out a way to coexist. Yeah, and speaking of mental health, and I feel like I can talk about this without seeming like a douchebag because I am, like, I'm I'm one of them. I'm well, me from, too. Me I know, too. yeah, right. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to disclose no, that. No, I don't care. I have depression and anxiety. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Worse than me. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe we'll, I mean. Been medicated longer than you. That's true. You have yeah. been medicated yeah. longer than me. Um, But speaking as someone with mental health issues, it doesn't, you can't, in my opinion, and I hate when people do it, and I try not to do it. You, If you have mental health issues, you can't just throw that out every time you want consequences not to affect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's certain times when, like, I, I will see people with mental health problems, and I'll see the way people are treating them, and I, and I do think I go, hey, 
you shouldn't be treating that person like that because they got a lot going on or whatever. But if the person with mental health problems is just being an outright dickhead or being yeah. a pissy baby, like it doesn't give, like it doesn't it, give you a my pass. Depression and anxiety does not give me a pass to be a rude person. Right, and his and all of his issues doesn't give him a pass to not be because they're not making fun of his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. If they were making fun of his mental health issues, I would yeah. I would be like, come on, guys. I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but like, don't do that. But like, just you're allowed. Like, mm-hmm. bruh, you're in the public light. You're a royal. This is actually for Seth MacFarlane, like uh, not that big of a shot at you. Like it could be so much they worse. They could have brought up him in the Nazi uniform. They could have brought up him in the Nazi uniform. They could have brought up the fact that a lot of people think that uh, Charles isn't his dad and Princess mm-hmm. Diana had an affair. Mm-hmm. They could have brought up cousin fucking. They could have brought up so many things. But like the, the two things that they brought up, and the reason he's so mad about it is because they hit close to home. Yeah, it's, true. it's true. It's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Nobody really knows what it is that yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And like, again, if Harry had heard this and came out and just been like, yeah, I, even I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, word. It would have been funny. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, uh, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're that we're on the same page of that because again yeah. I've been like reluctant to talk about Harry because I do have a little bit of a soft spot for his mental health battles and also like if that's kind of how I'm about Britney Spears right now for sure for sure oh I know I've treaded lightly mm-hmm. oh we can talk about that that works on this show I've treaded lightly on that because um here's the deal and I, actually I'm I'm glad you're here I want a woman's perspective on this I just now like. I knew at the time that late night shows were making fun of Britney Spears, mm-hmm. but I was real young. I was super young. You I was a, du- how I was, bad. I, yeah, I was a dumb man. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a, I think there's a time in everybody's lives when you've, you haven't realized yet that Britney Spears is a person. Like mm-hmm. when we're kids, it's a famous person. They're not real. That's not the president's not real. None of these people are real. And the late night talk show host, th- this is just how it goes. Like they make fun of everybody, whatever. They were terrible. I've watched something on Paris Hilton. Um, I remember when Oprah, I'm more fine with that, but yeah, but actually, if you really will watch like her documentary and hear some of her story, you really wouldn't be. But okay, the Olsen twins weren't even 18 years old. Oprah's asking them how much they weigh. We, it's funny you I say mean, this. The way that we as a society, because how we talk on the internet and think that, well, I say we, I don't. I swear to God, I don't. I no, don't you're a genuine on, sweet soul. Well, I don't comment on the internet on people, on celebrities. Right. Like, people will just say these things like they, like, oh, well, this is what you signed up for. Yeah, right. And it's like, that is a little true, but that doesn't, like, yes, that's true. You know that if you're going to be a celebrity, this is going to happen. But that doesn't make it happening okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, yes, I'd go, I'd go back and watch, like, Leno, Letterman, all these dudes. And then I guess what it was was I looked at what the year was, and I looked up how old Britney Spears was, and I was like, oh, that makes it so much worse. Like, this is a child mm-hmm. that they're saying all these crazy things. Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. like, all these people. Oh, yeah. And so with Britney. Oh, Lindsay Lohan, there was a countdown until she turned 18, And too. with the, the Olsen twins. twins, too. When they, we talked about this on Well Read last Disgusting. week. Disgusting. And that's right. And mm-hmm. it, like, kind of, like, it's not that it just now hit me, but I just now, like, internalized, like, because here's the thing. Nowadays, stuff like that still goes on. But it's like in the fringes of society. It's like if it's like a bunch of like barstool sports dudes. Yeah, yeah. Not no offense to those guys, but you get what I'm saying. Like dudes who are trying to be edgy still do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But back then it was like 
on the Today Show or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was mainstream. Mm-hmm. We're full out saying, mm-hmm. yo, these two eight-year-old girls, one day they're going to be hot blondes. And that's the only yeah. thing, that's the only thing that we could think of them as, right? Mm-hmm. So what I meant to say was earlier, I've been biting my tongue on Britney Spears, even just talking about on the, I would never make a video making fun of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've got, first off, I've got a lot more important things to make fun of. Secondly, I love Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, she's clearly got mental health issues. However, oh, it is. Well, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. However, I'll be honest with you. Uh, seeing her dance with all the knives, I'm starting to go back on my thoughts on the whole conservatorship. I'm yeah. like, baby, I don't should know. Like, Mary, I don't know if we should have freed her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but again, I don't think any of this is her fault. Like, no. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think that if any human being went through what Britney Spears went through, they would be criminally insane. How do you feel about Justin Timberlake? Uh, it's not good. I mean, I mean, now here's the thing. Here's the, here's the only saving grace that I'll say. He was also a kid. He was also a kid. And now what he did was horrible. A lot of those things he did was horrible. I don't even mean necessarily the pressure to have the abortion. I mean, I think that's terrible. But the way that he purposely let the narrative yeah, be yeah. that she broke his heart. Yeah. I, here's my thing and on him. And her the bad girl. I'm not mad or upset at past Justin Timberlake for doing those things because he was a kid. He was he had been on he'd been yeah. a, he'd been famous since he was a child. All he so like in his brain, he's doing just whatever his publicist tells him to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're saying, "Hey, do this, do this." And he's just just go one one foot after the other, whatever. Mm-hmm. My problem is now adult Justin Timberlake, who knows better, hasn't like, to my knowledge, come out and been like, no. so like saying, hey, guys, leave Britney alone. Or, hey, I did these wrong things. Mm-hmm. But And there's, a, I mean, there's kind of a pattern with him. He didn't speak up for Janet Jackson either. No, so, oh, I know. That, so, that's, I could go down the rabbit hole on that. The it's I've been disappointed in Justin Timberlake for a while. Right. But. Like I said, him making the narrative where she's the bad girl, him not, you know. And he's the all shucks little. Yeah. And like, okay. Have you heard the theory about her song every time? No, I don't know that song. Sing it for us. The whole thing. I I can't. I can't. No. But it's basically, um, I mean, it's a sad song and the video's sad. And um, like in the song, it says like, I guess I need you, baby. And like fans have put it together she's talking about her pregnancy and in, in oh, the video wow. she attempts to kill herself wow and you put it's like when you watch that video and now you know about how she had an unplanned but in her heart wanted pregnancy right and how and, old was she like 19 or 20 yeah yeah like, like a I mean, kid yes like old well enough, it's a, if a 19 or 20 year old killed someone i wouldn't call him a kid but when all these bad things are happening to him i still think of him as a kid yeah and yeah. obviously they had the financial they're not they weren't like regular 18 19 20 year olds who the average that d- might not have as much support i mean financially they had it but and I understand Justin Timberlake, you know, wasn't ready. You know that literally while she was like... Oh, there's nothing wrong with them wanting to get it done or having it done. Yes, no, no. It's just, it's, but it's still, a tra- abortion's a tragedy. Of course. You yeah, know. right. And... Uh, Even if it's done right it, and a well, good yes, thing, it's, it's still, still something you... It's still something you yeah. don't want to have to do. Yeah, and so, you know, ultimately, he made that decision for her. Right. And then knowing that he went on and then... Ha- had kids with somebody i mean that's enough to 
And it's not just him making that decision. I mean, you know, it's her manager, her, yeah. all these people. And like in her brain, because she's been, these people have controlled her life and, uh, you know, did continued to and until a couple years ago. Her actual voice. Wait, what? Literally made, uh, if you listen to record, that's another thing too. You know, she has like a baby voice now. Yeah. And like her singing, when she first started singing, like before, like baby one more time came out when she was just singing, like trying to get famous, she didn't have a baby voice. So they did they like literally made her into this sexy child. Hold on. Did they like, is it some form of like, cause we've talked about this on the show, how they used to the castrados, like they would take young boys and they would no, cut their, no, no, no. Like, they just made her practice singing like okay, that. And that's okay. Just well, her that's, voice. that's way better than no. what I thought. I thought they were like went in there and squeezed her no, ovaries or something. No, no, well, maybe, but yeah. no, no, no evidence of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's fair. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, yeah, man, Hollywood turns out, you know, a lot of, lot of bad people, a mm -hmm. lot of, <laughs> and the paparazzi scum of the earth, uh, which goes back. And, and again, though, it is one of those things where you go, well, the, is the paparazzi a necessary evil? Mm -hmm. It's like, I know all these people at some point want their picture taken mm -hmm. because like, you want to be famous. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, a lot of people really don't want to be famous. Like that's the thing people go. They want, they like the art. They like, they're not trying to be right. famous. Like, so when a lot of people go, this is what you signed up for. I could say, I could see some people defending it and going, actually, no, I didn't. I, I wanted to make really good things. And because I did make really good things, I got famous. Yeah. But like all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. Like, okay. Like what's his face? <clears throat> uh, Gangs in New York. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. No, no, no. Leo. Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, which, I mean, the paparazzi's not hanging out at his house, but no. I'm saying, like... Well, he'll he cut went, their head off. Yeah, he went... Yeah. Like, he is a... Tr like, he is an artiste. Yeah, I guess you, though, you're right, is, like, he's kind of proof that you can you can go without it. It's just, like, though, you said, oh, these well, people hang out at all these paparazzi hotspots. It's, like, it must suck to be, like, I can't go here, I can't go here, yeah, I can't go here. Yeah, but there's, like, certain... Plate, like, what's it called in L.A.? Um, Rodeo Drive? No. Is it The Grove? Uh, that's old Miss, I think. Yeah, but there's something like that. Yeah, I believe you. In L.A., that's like a notorious. They just hang out there, so you know if you it's go there. It's basically like a Times Square, like right. It's it's it makes sense that I wouldn't know where it is because I go to L.A. a lot, but no one ever asked me to go to the cool places. Yeah, well, like I'm always I'll... just in the studio doing a podcast, and then they're just like, "Okay, all the cool people over here, Corey, yeah, go that well, way." I've never been to L.A. This is just from my. Um... Oh, you'd hate it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I would. <laughs> You'd like if you went with me. You would like it because I'd just take you to Burbank and like all the cool spots. But like that whole culture of people wanting to go to L.A. for like, like you know, yeah. you know where the the they do the Walk of Fame or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that is a filthy, horrible place. No offense to anybody who lives there, but you know it to be true. Like around the Chinese theater, like it's just like it's just Gatlinburg, but real hot. Mm -hmm. Like it's the Gatlinburg for yeah, Hollywood. You know. Yeah, I have any desire to go to california yeah well there's plenty of places in california well, I you mean, would okay, love i mean la yeah 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 like i said you would love burbank if i took you around but like la itself is like it's it's very well i don't like traffic it's, and it's not a walking city yeah no like i'd like no if, if you walk there people city, think I, you're poor yeah if i if i'm going to a city i want it to be like a walking city mm -hmm. like chicago or new york so you have no intention of be becoming famous so if this pot, if you do well in this podcast and you get famous, you can honestly say I didn't sign up for this. I mean, if I got famous all of a sudden, <laughs> that'd be, I'd be 
scared to be famous. Yeah, but it's like it's like if you because I don't want anyone <clears throat> to know like my personal life. I think when you're, I think a lot of people think that literally everyone in show business wants to be famous. And I now maybe this is just me, mm-hmm. and I know it'd be you too. But if if like Mr. Hollywood, whoever the president is, came up to me and said, um, "Hey, you can be." rich and famous or you can just be rich i'd go rich just yeah. rich like and i would take less money like if they said you could be famous and you'll make a billion dollars mm-hmm. or you can make 500 million dollars but people only saw, saw you when you wanted to be seen yeah. oh, and well, nobody would be in your oh. space and nobody would i'd be like dude i'll take one million dollars yeah, well, in that i can't imagine <coughs> like i mean like i talk to like my friends about like my personal life and stuff, but like you see all these people like on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and they just like let everyone know like what's going on. Yeah, I'm not that way. Like no one knows what's going on with Laura James. Like right. you know whatever. So like I can't imagine that just being a free for all. I can't either because like I'm in that world in the sense that like I operate the same way mm-hmm. because I am a public figure yeah. and like I'm you know like mm-hmm. in order to sell tickets to shows people have to know who I am mm-hmm. and in order to uh get people to subscribe to my audio dramas people have to I have to put all yeah. that out there um and it's hard on me and I don't get I don't get it even a half of a fraction as much as like literal celebrities yeah like and I don't even mean like the stratosphere people I mean like you know, just your run of the mill, like, I don't know, our buddy Dan Soder, who's on billions, a comedian, he's not Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm sure he gets a lot of shit. And like, bruh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, I know has a charmed life. Like the guy can do whatever he wants, but at the same time, he's been so famous for so long. Like I remember Britney Spears was even talking about in one of her videos. She was like, Y'all have no idea. And it was it was like, at first you hear it, it sounds stupid, but then you think about it and you're like, man, that is sad. She's like, she's like, you have no idea how much I would kill to be able to go by myself to Starbucks. That's it. Like, just, that's the fantasy well, for me. Well, have you seen where Michael Jackson rented out a grocery store so he could grocery, grocery shop? Grocery shop? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you look at that and you go, man, if I had the amount of money to be able to do that, I'd never complain. But also, I guess, in a way, stepping back from it sometimes i think we all take our anonymity mm-hmm. for granted mm-hmm. because like i'm i'm a st- a public figure but i still have a lot of an- anonymity mm-hmm. like i around here i go out and people you will know who i am or whatever but that's like duh i live here but then chattanooga same thing depending on the city like if i'm in you know knoxville asheville anywhere in texas these are our hot spots yeah i i'm gonna probably run into somebody that's like are you the buttercream you know yeah. what i mean yeah but like for the most part i can do whatever i want all yeah. the time and it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. and i love doing that and i can't imagine that being taken away from me no, like me i can't imagine if i wasn't able to go to mckay's with my headphones in listening to Mozart or a podcast or whatever I do, looking for my little play anthologies without having to sign it up the airport, all I, that stuff. Well, I can't imagine just like me being out and about and like the snapshots that would be like taken of me. Cause literally I'm just like <laughs> all the time. Like if I'm driving, like I'm picking my nose. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I'll eat it. <laughs> well, I'm, I sure am glad that the uh, that me bringing up the whole Harry and Meghan thing spurred that entire conversation, which I thought was wonderful. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, but we do have a lot more things to talk about, and we're going to get to all. I have another thing to ask you about. Uh, and then why don't you tell everybody what you're covering today? You're actually, you are Professor Cho. You're taking my role. You have taken notes. You have brought a subject to the show, and that subject is... The Gilded Age in America. That's right. Not the TV show, although we do love it. Yeah, yeah, and I can briefly just say... Sure, I'd love you, to hear it, but... Yeah. Uh, but That'll be later. I got another thing to ask her, and that's all right after this. Y'all, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at Mood, and I'm super pumped because if you're an old-school enjoyer of the cannabis, of the THC, then you're going to love this too. The new product, THCA Flower, the old-school flower, baby. Let's get to the point. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mood is known for their federally legal THC, but now they're adding to their most potent product yet to the lineup. Introducing hemp-based THCA flower, the future of legal THC, folks. Try it along with all of Mood's other amazing offerings like the Delta 8 flower, gummies, vape cartridges. Y'all know I love the gummies. I've extolled their virtues many a times. And for a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners a free gram, that is right, a free gram of THCA flour and 20% off on your first order. All you got to do is visit hellomood.com and use our code POA. Guys, y'all know that I love mood. Who don't love mood? When it's time to get in the mood. When me and my wife are, I didn't mean it in that way, but whenever me and my wife are going to watch a movie, I holler at mood. I chew a little bit of it. Whenever I'm about to go into maybe a meeting that I wasn't prepared for, I have me a little mood and it just gets me in the mood. And it's not, to me, it's not an in, it's not like, oh my God, where am I? I'm on the moon. It is just such a controlled, nice, mellowed out situation that I'm a huge, huge fan of. All right. The latest, most potent breakthrough is the THCA flower all right and these are thc products you can trust y'all mood puts an end to the guessing games with federally legal forms of thc extracted from hemp plants all their products are regularly third-party tested all right they're all the time they're just like hey somebody else come in here tell me this don't hit oh it does hit yeah that's what i thought drug enforced agency registered labs all right so you're getting the good stuff and it is safe it is sourced from small family farms and grown organically. All the words that we progressive love, I'll tell you that much right now. The experts at Mood have tested and tailored different strains for specific moods. That's the best. You want euphoric? You got it. You want energized? You got it. Creative? Chill? Okay, sign me up. A lot of versatile products, however you like to take it, THC, uh, Mood has you covered. All right, great for both beginners and veterans user. And as I said, Try Mood's new THCA flower today 
and you get 20% off your first order and a free gram of the THCA flower by going to hellomood.com and use the promo code POA. That's hello, M-O-O-D.com, promo code POA for 20% off your order and a free gram of THCA flower. You can't beat it, y'all. All right, we're back. While we were on break, uh, you just started going off on Kim Kardashian. And uh, I'd been, I'd actually been wanting to ask you for a long time about like keeping up with the Kardashians because I know that you're a fan of the show. I am. You, you are, right. And I would now, now that you've sort of gone off on her, I would like to just offer the microphone up to you to give your spiel on what you were just saying. And then if at any point in there or afterwards, you can explain to me why you like this garbage show. Now, uh, hold on. <laughs> Before I will say, I I've made fun of you for it for years, but then I I had the I had the realization that I like wrestling, and it's not much different. So go ahead. Well, I actually haven't watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians in a few years, and I think one of the reasons why is because they're so accessible via social media that like what's by- the point. Yeah, well, it's like by the time the show comes out, it's like, well, we've already heard about all this and seen the clip. That's a great point. Yeah. Like, used to it didn't, wasn't like mm -hmm. that, but now it's like, this is old news. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's, it's old news. But, like, I still like to, like, follow, like, what they're doing and, you know, all that. And, um. Is it in a, I really want to just not interrupt you and let you talk, but I have to know, like, is it in the similar way to where, like, I love following the royals but i don't like them as people they're just entertaining to me is this the same yeah okay yeah yeah um i just like am interested in what she wears like I, her photo shoots because i mean she's beautiful she is beautiful yeah but um but she's just messed with herself too much her and chloe <laughs> do you mean <laughs> do you mean like uh plastic surgery wise? yeah oh see i didn't i've never noticed him looking different well chloe looks remarkably different, but that's only because we, I'm like Kim kind of when I learned about Kim Kardashian was because of the Ray J shit to me, she hasn't changed much, but Chloe, when, when she got she famous, lasered her baby hairs. Okay. Put a pin in that and go back to it. But when, but when I was introduced to Chloe, Chloe was like, a little chubby kid. So, like, she's definitely changed. But hold on. What do you mean she's lasered her baby hairs? Well, it's been a while back. But, like, you know, since she's, which, I mean, I have them, but not, like, how, like, you know, black people or, Oh, you the know, little teeny fuzzes that come out. Eastern people have. And since she's half Armenian, right. she has, a like, how a lot of, like, you know, Iranian, Indian women have. Middle Eastern women, they have the like baby hairs and stuff, and like they're cute, right? And um, she lasered them off because she was trying to be more white, I guess, than right. Armenian at the time. Well, then when she started to like blackfish, basically, she started. What does that mean? Uh, basically appropriate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She literally started like pulling her hair out and trying to make baby hairs come like, back 
yeah like kind of like how black girls have baby hairs like she was when in reality she had them she just lasered them so it, so like at one point she was like oh gross i don't want these i want to be like more mainstream beautiful and then that became like cool so she was yeah. like oh let me have it back yeah but it's yeah. like her body's rejecting like, it because it's like you shaved them off like you like can't do you this look at her before she started doing all that like you, you could look at her face and see that like she's not 100 percent white right and like, and which was one of the things that made her beautiful. Of course. You know, and. Yeah, I don't think any of us now like. Now she appropriates black culture, but picks and chooses the things that she wants to be white about herself. Like, explain to me, because I don't like, I know of Kim Kardashian and I see her all the time, but I, imme- I don't, I don't say I immediately turn away, but like. It's it doesn't pique my interest or whatever. So like, what do you mean? Like, what what types of black fishing, which is a term I've never heard. What 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 all does she do? Well, I mean, obviously the injections in her butt. Okay. Her oh lips. right. Hey, do you know what's funny about that? Is like, forgive me if I'm wrong, but like, when she first came on the scene, like like I said, the Ray J thing, like she had a freaking huge butt. Like that was the thing that separated her. So like, yeah. why has she got to do I more guess, to it? Yeah. I know. I, I don't. Because it, it looks I, like a pillow in her pants. Yeah, and I guess this is just my ignorance. Like I thought, like I, I, I didn't know she did anything to it. Like oh, I, yeah. I've always just thought, like God damn, no, no, like no, no. she's it's just gotten, blessed. No, it's gotten, it's gotten like insane. Well, you saw the the picture of her years ago with the champagne glass. Yeah, but I just assumed that the picture itself was doctored up. Yeah, no. and yes, boy, I did see that, yeah. and I was a huge fan. Yeah, and again, like. Maybe this is me being stupid and certainly not like fetishizing or whatever, but like me and all the dudes who were into her, like, yeah, part of what made her really hot was that she wasn't just the average white yeah, girl. She was like Princess Jasmine. Exactly. That's like, a great. Literally, Princess yes, Jasmine. Like, that's, that's kind of who I'm like, yeah. Like she's in the red outfit. Yeah, Princess yeah, Jasmine. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, why the. F- and, you know, to each their own or whatever, but I'm like, we don't want you to be white. We got enough white ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. She's. I don't know. I still like her. Still, but why the? But what do you mean? What do you like about her? You like you're entertained by her. I think I you mean, like what I'm she's inter- about. I know I like watching like the clips of like her and her sisters. Like are they funny? Are they like fighting. legit funny? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like things they do are like funny sibling things. Like, right. I I enjoy that. How much of it seems fake to you though? Like a put on. Some some of it does, but then some of other stuff. It's like you're like you can't fake that well, stupid. Well, yeah. Well, some things it's like they're in a situation or a conversation that like transcends financial <laughs> status. Like poor people have that same conversation. Celebrities, they're just like us. I mean, I did not think that you were going to be like Kim Kardashian just transcends. I just feel like there's things that like there's scenes with their family that are relatable. All right. There's so much crap. Then it's like immediately after that, they're like, let's go get on the private jet. And then it's like, okay, they're back to not relatable. I should have mentioned at the very beginning, uh, this segment is called hot goss with lady Kirby. Uh, uh, I did now, by the way, not that I have to justify talking about the Kardashians on this show, because we have made it very clear that like, they are very much a part of like the Venn diagram because like they are, like they are considered fancy for America. Like they're royalty. Everything here. goes back to Kardashian. Literally, Robert Kardashian <laughs> dated Priscilla Presley. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Which makes is, sense. Like he was a hot dick lawyer I'm and a beautiful you, man. Kim did not have to take it from behind from Ray J. 
Like, I know, like, it catapulted, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if she would have just chilled for a second, and right. that was the beginning of the age of reality television, all they had to do is literally go to a network and pitch the fact that they're family friends with the Hiltons. Her um, dad was her the OJ da- guy. Her dad was the OJ guy. Her dad dated, um, her dad dated, uh, you know, Priscilla Presley, Bruce Jenner's my stepdad. Right. Who literally was married right. to Elvis's ex-girlfriend. That really is so crazy. Like, like how much did, of pop she, culture is, like you said, it goes back to them. She, that, so she really doesn't, didn't have to do Ray J. Of course not. And I'm sure that like, I know a lot of people probably think like she did that just to get famous. And it's like, I'm pretty sure she would have fucked somebody aside from Ray J. Well, it's just like by the way, married to Chris Humphrey. Yeah, right. Because yeah. by the way, that was also the first time I'd ever heard of Ray J. Yeah. Like I heard of Ray J because. Well, she was, he was just Brady's brother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I guess like it. it when that happened and she became popular, it was like, well, now there's definitely going to be yeah. reality shows, but yeah. she probably, yeah, she definitely could have got it uh, yeah. before then or whatever. Go, but go back to what we were talking before break. There's some new, I don't know if I want to say it's new Kim Kardashian stuff, but like our world sort of like collided because you were like, Hey, have you seen what the Barstool sports guy said? He's a big Swifty, which I think I knew that, but it goes back to the Kardashian. So would you please explain to me and to the viewers what all this is that's going on? Because I had no idea about any of this. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on is, um, so David P- Portnoy. <coughs> Portnoy, Dave yeah. Portnoy. He's a big Swifty, which I love when guys are Swifties. Yeah. Because like I feel like Taylor Swift as a whole is like, someone that like you know those girls that aren't like other girls yeah, yeah, like yeah. they like to hate on taylor swift yeah. and stuff and well as you know i'm a swifty and have yeah, been like yeah like you could look into the camera and tell them i've loved her since her first album i know we, she we were sings a, about she, you in a song she does uh, uh um uh stay beautiful yeah which is my favorite taylor yeah. swift song eyes eyes are like a jungle he smiles it's like the radio yeah, yeah. it's my favorite taylor mm-hmm. swift song and i've loved her for a long time and now it's to the point where, like, if you if you're a dude and you say that you like Taylor Swift, it's almost, people think that you're doing a bit or something. And listen, I'm not a quote unquote Swifty because I don't worship anybody. Like, I'm not okay. Go ahead, you got something. That just reminds me. I saw a Reddit post where like it's it's a thing. Like you said, you like Taylor Swift. Where like people have to feel the need to make fun of guys for liking stereotypically girl things. Yeah, for sure. Well, I saw this Reddit post where it was one of the like, "Am I the asshole?" posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the and best. That's the best and thing. He, the guy was like, "Am I the asshole for doing this to my <laughs> server?" And so immediately when I saw that, I thought, "Okay, uh, yes, for you sure are, you are." Yeah, like I, people are terrible to servers. They deserve everything. Well, no, he was not the asshole. Or okay. I, okay, I want to know if you think he's the asshole. Okay. Okay, so he was at a bar, and he had his son with him. His son was like 14 or something, and they were watching a football game. Just Is the kid out. like at the bar? They were. Who knows? Yeah, it's, either just, way, it's they fine. They were just like at a chill. Either way, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and so he, um, the server comes up, asks what they want to drink. Kid says a Coke, and he says, I, I'd like a pina colada. and the server was just like, okay. Like made fun of him? Like, like made fun of him. Yeah. And so like, he was like, you know, God, I, I just want to have a, a, a drink. I watch like, the game. I like pina coladas. By the way, ain't a thing no, wrong with that. No, no. So what does he do? This is so 
<laughs> she comes back with the pina colada. Oh, it was a girl server. Yes, yeah, the girl uh, server. Yeah, that hurts so much yeah, worse. Yeah, she comes back with the pina colada and he takes a drink and he goes. Like that right there. And she looks at him and he was like, my mother's favorite drink <laughs> was pina colada. <laughs> and once a year, I have one in her memory to remember her and literally like she just like looked at him and was in shock and I guess embarrassment and like walked off like didn't know what to do and so he said for the remainder of the time I was there I would purposely like make her come back I'd be yeah. like oh I need a straw yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so she would have to face me but yeah, yeah that's that's what my mom did. really loved bowls of pickles can yeah. you make that happen yeah no yeah. that dude's not an asshole that yeah. dude's a legend I, that is yeah, awesome no I know yeah and you know what's uh off topic a little bit <clears throat> but like a pina colada and stuff like that, it's all about context because no dude would get making fun of if he was like, let's say, uh, on a cruise and had a pina colada or like just at the on, on, on a boat and had a pina colada. No, everybody would be like, well, that's when you have them. But like, if you just want to enjoy one at a bar during a game, you're a prick or a, a pussy or whatever it is. Like, why are we shaming people for just what they like? Yeah. What tastes good? Okay. Like, I love mimosas. Me too. And I'm a big mellow yellow drinker. And I so, see where this is going. So I decided to make a drink with <laughs> Meliella and champagne, and I've been calling it a mimosa. <laughs> a mimosa. <laughs> I don't mind me a mimosa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's been, I've been made fun of a little bit for it's delicious. By who? The trash that we hang out with? Because they don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, I mean, agree. Diabetes took it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I encourage the airheads to try a mimosa. It's delicious. Well, there, there you have it. I think that might be the first official drink of the uh, of the air of the of, of the Airheads. Uh, uh, Aunt Tiff, you'll have to get that on the uh, Reddit. She's our Reddit moderator. Oh, what's Aunt, up, Tiff? Aunt, Aunt Tiff and uh, Radical Riley. Radical uh, Riley. They moderate our Reddit for us, so we'll have to do some sort of poll. I don't know exactly how Reddit works. I'm more of a lurker than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, that's and add vodka to it too, and I mean it hits. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a yeah. mimosa. <laughs> Well, back to our point, you were talking about, I wanted to be caught up on like the new Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <coughs> Dave Portnoy goes on a rant because evidently, so Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes, you know, Brittany Mahomes is... Uh, Patrick Mahomes Patrick is, Mahomes. Uh, for the our airheads that don't know anything about sports, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs and arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anybody coming at me for that. I'm not saying that he's uh, replaced Tom Brady as far as, like, the goat of all goats for Super Bowl. But, like, in terms of athletically how we see this game played, I don't think there's ever been anyone as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm saying that. I'll get hate for it. Yeah, well, and, like, I kind of have, like, a soft spot for his wife because – I'm pretty sure they were like high school sweethearts. Yeah, oh, they were. Yeah. yeah. So, in other words, he's like, like very stereotypical in that way of like an athlete, like yeah. where like he's been the same girl. I'm pretty yes. sure he's a you know god loving so, like, guy. She loved him when he was nobody. Like, yeah, like she's he, they're, they're the, benefit they're the American couple. Yes, yeah. And so it's easy to like people like that when mm -hmm. you know like they didn't just show up when they're loaded. You know, and he's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he seems real sweet. His brother don't hit. I don't know if no, you know anything about his no, brother. No, no, no. His with the sexual. <clears throat> allegations oh stuff. i didn't even know about that he's just annoying on tiktok like mm -hmm. he dances and stuff and i don't like that yeah no he's been accused of um he's, i don't want to say it's not sexual battery but like 
unwanted touching. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's also terms. he's also shitty to servers, which like tells you all you need to know that about a person. If if uh, someone is shitty to servers, yeah, they can't. You, I've never heard anybody go. He's really shitty to servers, but otherwise he's a great person. No, he's probably not. Like, yeah. there's no way that yeah, is like yeah. such an indicator. I know. Like Lloyd's so strict about the server situation that I could be like, "Hey, I need a cup of ranch," and he'll be like, "No, me too." And I'm like, "Well." I mean, I, they're not mad that I'm asking for that. Right. I, and, and also, I'm I'm a good tip. I don't go out to eat what, that much. So yeah. when I go, I always I always tip. I, yeah, I tip at least fifty percent, mm-hmm. like every but time. Like, but like Lloyd, literally, they could give him everything wrong, and he'd be like, "Maybe this is what God wanted me to have fish instead of steak today." Yeah, I saw this. And who am I saying anything? One of my favorite tweets I ever saw was like, or it was a reply to a tweet. Someone said quiet dudes that are with mouthy gals why do y'all do it and he said because because i didn't order the mashed potatoes but i ain't telling the server that you know what i mean but um uh what was i gonna say yeah i too am very strict on it which is honestly why having amber in my life is great because she is a server like Mm -hmm. she does that so like i'll let her take care of it because i'm like she's gonna talk to them exactly the way that they should be talked to Mm -hmm. whereas like i'm overly gracious like to me they can't make a mistake and amber's like no, they they fucked up. You can call them on it. Just yeah. do it like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, right. I'm not a server, so I mean, airheads that are servers, y'all answer this for me. Is law even if someone kind of has like weird requests and kind of might be a little needy, as long as they're friendly, nice to you, treat you with respect, and tip well, that yeah. is, that's then it all evens I, out in the end. Yeah, right? I mean that's what the tips for. Like okay. I, I think, and I think if you're a, a type of person that you're needy and have like. You have to factor that into your fifteen percent is not good enough. Yeah, like fifteen percent to me is like they did the job exactly right, but that's base level. Like fifteen percent yeah. to me is the lowest you should ever give. Mm-hmm. Not like because some people think it's the highest, but and if you're needy, and, oh, I don't and, tip less than fifteen no, percent ever. I know that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're someone who's needy and you know all this stuff about you, I kind of think you've got to go. 40% or north of 40 every time. Like, oh, I really I do. do. Oh, I'll do that, but I do good. But you're not needy, is what I'm saying. Well, like, I do ask if the ranch is homemade. <laughs> yeah, but if they say no, you don't tell, like, well, bitch, get back there and make <laughs> yeah, some. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I just yeah. want to know. Asking questions is totally yeah, fine. And yeah. Ken's is a wonderful substitute. I keep derailing you. The current Kim Kardashian Taylor Swift oh, situation. Oh, okay. So, Brittany <coughs> Mahomes, um, you know, has become friends with Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift. Um, is dating Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Chiefs. Yeah, tied in. Is he yeah. daddy? Yeah. And um, so they're friends. Well, Brittany Mahomes just did, a, and her family, like her husband and kids, just did a um, did an ad campaign for Skims, which is uh, Kim Kardashian's company. What do they do? What do Skims do? Is it like a face mask? No, it's, um, it's like pajamas, underwear. Oh, clothes. okay. Oh, do you have some? No, it's well, expensive. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, no, I guess. No, no. Um, they have dupes, though. Like, I could have a dupe. What's a dupe? Like a, like a, like a knockoff. Like a, a knockoff. A, a dupe, a duplicate. Oh, a duplicate. Yeah, like dupe. It's not oh, a dupe du- I thought, some. I thought they, I thought dupes was like a specific, because Amber, like, y'all, women's clothing is so foreign to me that, like, y'all have names for stuff that we don't. Like, Amber told me the other day, she goes, uh, and please tell me if you know what she's talking about. Uh, she's like, I got to go to the mall. I was like, what are you getting? She goes, I need a new shacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, what the fuck is that? It's it's just like a flannel coat that's thicker. 
So it's like a coat, but it's made like a button up. But what? Oh, so shirt jacket. Jacket. Okay. All right. Jacket. That. I love that, actually. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you, I've got a lot of shackets. Like, yes, you are a shacket boy. I'm a shacket boy. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I shack it all the time, yeah, buddy. Yeah, for sure. For okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. Skims. Yeah, so she did that for Skims. So, like, Dave Portnoy's like, WTF, what's going on? Brittany because, Mahomes was a model for Skims. Yes. Well, and, you know, basically everyone with a pulse knows that Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian have had their issues because and see, I didn't. I knew that she had beef with Kanye, well, but I I wouldn't necessarily always like. I don't Kim. want Amber to have to. I don't want Amber to have to take on all the bullshit that yeah. I've done. Well, that's but but she didn't have a problem with Kim when that Kanye thing happened. Kim, you know, Kim and Kanye weren't together when that happened, right? But what happened was Kanye had a song where in the song he said something about Tyler Swift, and he says basically, I. I screwed her. I made that bitch famous. And in the what, song. What? Like he yes. made her famous? Yes. Like he made her famous. Granted, she wasn't the Taylor Swift now that she was then. Yeah. But like. But he didn't catapult that. I mean, she. How can you make someone famous when they were winning an award and that's when you interrupted well, and them? What's annoying about Kim taking his side is that her of all people, which first of all, Taylor Swift didn't sleep with Kanye. But she would just, never. But just the like having that in a sentence together, Kim Kardashian should feel for someone that basically is being used as an example of how a woman can't get anywhere unless she sleeps with somebody. Right. Because that was the whole thing with Kim Kardashian is, oh, well, she's only famous because she slept with Ray J. So you'd think she'd have a little sympathy towards that. You would. But also the fact that, like, look. All respect to Kim Kardashian for making something of herself, even though she was already rich or whatever the fuck. But like Taylor Swift is also like undeniably a global icon who is in, even if you don't like her song, she writes every single one of them like mega talented individual. About so like transcends again. She, she trans does transcend. She transcends all she does, genres of music. She does. And like, mm -hmm. I'm not, listen, and Kanye does listen it. when I say this, because I don't mean like, they're equal in terms of like talent or whatever, no. the, but she's, but, but Taylor Swift is an Elvis like figure. Yes. Like she makes people lose their mind. Beatles like, like I, I know not the same, but like people. Yeah, we're not talking about talent. We're talking about there, there's people, there's, there's musicians who people are fans of. And then there's musicians who make people feel things and go literally psychotic, crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the whole uh, Taylor Swift army or what the Swifties, like yeah. there's some mentally deranged people in there. That only happens if you're a big fucking deal. Yeah. Nobody's doing that yeah. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. please don't ever start. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing was, he wrote that song and he, before he released it, he called Taylor Swift to get her permission. Well, and Kim Kardashian recorded it. Well, in the recording. Did she it, tell him she was recording it? No. So illegal. It's illegal. Felony. Well, that's why he was saying she deserves to go to jail. <laughs> Dave Portnoy was like, she's a rat. She should be in jail. Yeah, that's why. But, um, <coughs> well, in the edited clip, it sounds like Taylor's agreeing to it. Well, so when the song came out, Taylor Swift was mad about it. 
And she literally, that's when, when she said, I've been trying to be excluded from this narrative for, for years and they bring me into it. So Kim Kardashian got mad and she released the tapes. An edited her, version. An edited version <laughs> on her Snapchat to make it look like Taylor Swift was lying. Okay, she should go to well, jail. Yeah, and then years later, the full tape comes out and you find out. Because even at the time, I'll say the What time, was she saying on the tape, the full tape, like Taylor, in your words? Kind of awkwardly laughing. Like, like, huh, like yeah, huh, like, but she never gave permission. Right. Um, it was just kind of like, are y'all really fucking calling me right now? Yeah. Like, what is yeah, going like, on? Yeah, like, you can tell she's just not a confrontational person. Right. Um, But I remember at the time before, when I saw the edited version, I literally thought, well, Taylor Swift's a rat. Like, like she's trying to play the goody-goody and... You know, oh, you thought this? Yeah. I oh, did. wow. I you did. know what? I don't really remember all this, but I probably heard it and probably thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, come on, you well, don't get yeah, to have it both in ways. In my head, like, <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, well, this is edited. I just thought, well, this is on tape. Right. So, yeah. Like, so at the time, I thought, well, she's just trying to play good girl and all this. Well, come find out, you know, that's not the case. But um, so that's what the big deal has been like. Oh, so Brittany Mahomes, you're supposed to be Taylor Swift's friend, but then you just did this campaign for Kim Kardashian. So, like, whose friend are you? But, and then Dave Portnoy says, maybe she did it months ago before yeah. she became friends with Kim. It's fair. But he said, us Swifties deserve an answer yeah, and we yeah. need to report to mother. Well, and, and, and I mean, like, here's the thing though. They're being made out to be friends because they're at the same games and stuff. But like, we don't know like the actual There's level. Of them holding hands, going to dinner together. And okay, stuff. So, but like, again, they're... she could have done it months ago. But also, I, I don't think she get that bad. And we also don't know. Not that I give a fuck. We don't know. Brittany Mahomes might have told Taylor Swift, "Hey, listen." We don't. Uh, exactly. Well, that's why yeah, Dave like, was just like, we need to know what's like, going hey, on. Hey, this is a big business opportunity for me. Yeah. And and Lord knows we need the money since my husband isn't the highest paid quarterback of all time. Well, he's not technically right now, but he will be on his next contract. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a bad look. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like, if me if there was someone be, pur purporting to be my best friend or whatever, and then they went and I don't have an enemy like Kim Kardashian or Kanye West, but like, I, I would be like, really? Like, especially yeah. if this person was otherwise loaded and didn't need the money, but I'd be like, what are you also, doing? But I also know too that not everything is just a part, like sometimes you're owed somebody's manager something. For sure. Or whatever. Like, it might not just be a personal decision. It might be like, hey, under contract, we're we're supposed to with this photographer. We're supposed to do so, oh. and so with him, and he's doing this shoot next week. And so, like, you need, there's so, so much there's of that so stuff that, that goes on that yeah. you have no earthly idea. Oh, yeah. Like there've been there've been plenty of times where like you know I've done a like a podcast with someone or whatever, and then found out later that like oh they were a, they're affiliated with this network who is run by this evil person. Where I'm like, I, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. Like I just say yes to stuff and I go on and and again. I ain't nothing. Brittany Mahomes is like in the stratosphere or yeah. whatever. Well, I thank you for catching us up on that. This has been Hot Goss with Lady Kirby, and we will be right back right after this to talk about... The Gilded Age. That's correct. <laughs> Y'all, cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor, you know, or maybe we are. I have no idea. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad 
from your habit. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy, makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. This is your boy, The Cho. Y'all know that I love my fume. I've often said that it's like oxygen plus. Why just breathe regular air when you can have orange flavored air? And yeah, I like fidgeting with it. Have you gathered uh, from everything you know about me that I'm a fidgety guy? I super am. I need something to do with my hands. And fume is just a sleek little cool little thing that kind of looks like a little baseball bat that I really love. It feels good. It tastes good smells good, all that stuff. Start your holidays off right with The Good Habit by going to tryfume.com slash POA. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M dot com slash POA. You're going to get the journey pack and you're going to get 20% off until December 1st when you use the code POA. Tryfume.com slash POA. Use the code POA. Get 20% off the journey pack and start making the good habit that much easier, y'all. All right. How about that? All right, welcome back, Airheads. Uh, we are about to be regaled on the Gilded Age from our lovely lady, Kirby. Now, you don't know this. You've been on this show several times, but you've never actually, like, officially sat in for me. We've never done a, like, you doing a Professor Cho uh -huh. thing. So I'm technically the Trey in this situation, and how Trey usually likes to start these things is by telling uh, you slash the audience everything he knows about the Gilded Age before okay. you fill us in. Okay. So the Gilded Age, here's a couple things that I know about it. Obviously, it uh, took place between or during the Industrial Revolution, mm -hmm. uh, and I want to say something right now. This is the last thing I say because I want you to give all the information, but I'm kind of hoping that you don't know this. Do you know who came up with the phrase, the Gilded Age? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Yes, I learned that recently because I started reading his book, The Gilded Age. Mm -hmm. And in my brain, I was like, yeah, he, he wrote a book called The Gilded Age because he lived through The Gilded Age. But like, that's why it was called The Gilded Age. It was a satire mm -hmm. on the fact that like, it, you know, like, yeah, it looks all gold or yeah. whatever, but it's not really because there's the disparity between the workers and the, mm -hmm. you know, uh, this is also where a lot of like really famous industrialists that we still know to this day. And of course their families, this is where they really met, uh, got their mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the Gilded Age was, um, during the industrial revolution, the years between the civil war and the turn of the century. Mark Twain, you know, his book, The Gilded Age, that's where the term came from. Um, during this time, the Transcontinental Railroad became a thing. Yeah, and this was like the big, like this is what set it completely off. Yes, the Vanderbilt family was like one of the main things. That There was a bunch of robber barons is what, okay. is what like people like the Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers, Carnegie. Right, Andrew Carnegie. Yes, like they received government money basically to fund 
railroads, stuff like that. And so basically they got really rich off the taxpayers. Exactly. And, we- I mean, and when I say rich, like in modern day money, billionaires. Right. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. mega, mega billionaires. Mm-hmm. And like this is mm-hmm. where like uh, – not, not to, we don't get too political on this show, but mm-hmm. this is where I take a huge issue with the people of the world who like they idolize the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers and stuff, and they go, "See, they didn't take any handouts. They made, you know, they made all their money. These people on welfare, blah blah blah." And it's like, uh, they were kind of on welfare. Well, I will say <laughs> one thing about the Vanderbilts, though. I will say this: Bef- like eyelash, make a wish. What did you wish for? I can't say. Oh, right. Usually, yeah. whenever I do that to Amber, mm-hmm. I always then kiss her afterwards as if she wished for that. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's not what it was. No, no. One thing, though, about the Vanderbilt family, <laughs> um, you know, you had the Vanderbilt that started the railroad. George? Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, no. I- there's literally like 75. Yeah, there's a ton of them. You, yeah. you, I feel like when it comes to rich people back in the day, you, usually, you, you can usually throw out a George and yeah. it'll probably be yeah. right. But the one that started the railroad, he's not like he was already rich because his either father or grandfather, he started like his own like fairy business. Yeah. And he he had nothing. Right. He had nothing. And like they were from New York, like old New York. Like yeah. they're, they've been here for year, you know, centuries. He created the business from the ground up. So like he, the Vanderbilts were already rich. Of course. Because I mean, let's face it. You're not going to convince the government to give you a lot of money to do a thing if yeah. you're not rich. Like, yeah. no, like some dude that's just working in a factory can't just go to the government and go, Hey, I got this idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that like, the the grandfather was an honest businessman. I don't know. Who but knows? He but he did, didn't have anything. He didn't have anything, and then he ended up having. Yeah, money. which like that's the true interesting story of like that's the stuff that blows my mind because like with Elon Musk, it's like everybody goes, oh, he did Tesla and he did this. I'm like, right. His father was an emerald miner. I'm not saying it's easy to do those things. What I'm saying is that if you give a lot of people that I know billions of dollars, I think they could do some shit with it. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so sure. I want to know who in the, who in his family is the first one to do it. Yeah. That's who I want to know yeah. about. Yeah. Well, um, you know, during that time, like there's, like I said, there was the Vanderbilts had the railroad, obviously the Vanderbilts, they don't, their family doesn't have the money that they had then. Cause I mean, there's been a lot of people stepping on it and, yes, and spending yes. it. And, but like, I'm sure most people know Anderson Cooper's mom yep. was a Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, we I believe Vander- also Timothy Oliphant is related to them in some way. I don't way. know who that is. Justified. Raylan Givens. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He's I'm he if oh. he's not a Vanderbilt, he's one of he's them type things. Something. And by the way, uh, from what I hear, because my buddy Earl Brown is really good friends with him because they worked on Deadwood together an absolute peach of a guy and you'd oh, never know it. I like apparently he's like just, yeah, apparently he's just like the best and you would never know that he mm-hmm. came from ancient money. But yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he's, he's well, one of them. Um, <coughs> you know, we got, you know, the college Vanderbilt. One of the things that enters in, in, enters, <laughs> interest, that interests you when you're having a mimosa. Mimosa. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know this. If not, you'll know this now. They built more in Asheville, yeah. you know, was from the Vanderbilt family. And 
I've been a few times. You've been a few times. Mm-hmm. I wrote about it in our new book, Round Here and Over Yonder, mm-hmm. which is available right now wherever you get your books, also in audio format. Go on. Yeah, that was one thing that I, I thought was cool. The house is beautiful. It was just, I love Down Abbey. So like, and it's built in the same style. Yeah, yeah, the same style. So like that, you know, just really. And apparently, Julian Fellows feels the same way because he did Downton Abbey and then the Gilded Age. Then the Gilded Age, yeah. And I think one thing that like fascinates me about the Vanderbilt family is like, okay, the daughter of one of the Vanderbilts. I can't keep all their Gloria. No, 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 no. Well, that Gloria's Anderson's mom. Okay, but there was. I was just throwing names out. There was a. girl named consuelo vanderbilt okay yeah her name was consuelo but white girl named consuelo Mm -hmm. or okay Mm -hmm. hey yeah that's pretty cool i guess actually like if you watch hbo's the gilded age the main family on there is based on consuelo's family okay well consuelo it was the main dude in the gilded age he's not a regular white guy is he is he i don't know what he is but i i haven't it Oh, I'm having it too. He's yeah. very good looking, yeah. but like when I see him and this, I, this, he, he has a little ambiguous thing going on to me where I'm like, he might've had like an Arab grandfather maybe. or something. Yeah, I don't know. You know I he's he's kind of got a Judd Apatow thing yeah, going on actually. Know, oh, I'm so sorry. My alarm's going off. I need to take my pills, which I already did. That was very unprofessional. Carry on. But, um, she, she was a big deal because she got married and she was what what they called the million dollar heiresses. Okay. And how many dollar, of them were there? There was like a hundred or so around that time. I'll say like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, that went over to England to marry aristocrats. Right. That's Cora from Downton Abbey. Yes. Oh That's wow. Okay. Was. That's what yeah, she so was. they're like, not only are we joining our families, we're yeah. sort of joining countries. Well, like we're having a union was, because okay, it is is it because they wanted to have interests in both places? Well, what happened was you had the aristocrats crap. Aristocrats, wonderful, wonderful I can't Disney say movie. Vander, Vanderbilt. I have. A you can't talk. Yeah, I, I it's, have a it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, you have these aristocrats who have their titles and their old family names and, but they're running out of money. Right. And then you've got these American people who are industrialists and are new money who might not be accepted by the old money crowd. Right. So they, but they've got the money. Right. So they want the title. Right. So. And so the old money people are like, they're winning big because Mm -hmm. they're like, we can just have all this, you know, new mo- we can we can join up with these people who we consider second class citizens, even though they have more money than we do, yeah. which is such well, a crazy yeah, thing. And, you know, America was the new world. England was the old world. They weren't they weren't, you know, that happy with the new world. Well, so you've had all these arranged marriages happening and arranged marriages happen regardless of wealth. Back in the day, dude, anyways, I would argue know? that they, like someone needed a pig. Someone needed a go. Yeah, I mean, know? listen, there's like. I could argue that in some small ways, they definitely still go on now Mm -hmm. where like, um, I I would argue that you and Lloyd was an arranged marriage. Me and William just wanted y'all to get married. So we shoved y'all together. And, and like, so it, back then it was like, you have to do what your parents say, but still like in this day and age, your parents have a lot of influence over what you do. And if two families are friends and they get together and they conspire, like, 
there's a lot of people what i'm saying is there's a lot of people who don't know it but they're kind of in an arranged marriage well they had she had an arranged marriage with the duke of marlborough okay oh the the cigarette guy it was spelled different oh so so not not the cigarette guy yeah how do you hold on how's marlborough spelled i gotta know because is it spelled more phonetically because like marlborough how we say it is really like marlborough but we say marlborough Duke, it's it's Marlboro cigarettes, but oh. with U G H at the end. So it's like the British way of saying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar Marlboro. 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 Yeah. So she marries him, and reportedly, you know, it was the big society <laughs> wedding of the year. Let me look up what year they got married. Yeah, go ahead. Um, let's <coughs> it's see. it's interesting because you know we still do that. Like there's still like marriage announcements in the New York Times and uh-huh. stuff, but like. Back then, that was like a huge deal. Yeah. And like, you know, it would have been the party of the century. Oh, for sure. So it was it was the social highlight of the season. She got married, let's see. Well, they okay. They separated in nineteen oh six. I'm not saying what year they got. Okay, eighteen ninety five okay. they got married. So basically and like separated right, in nineteen oh six. That's a so big deal for like back right then. At the end of the Gilded Age, this happened. Um, before before you know World War One, they got married. She reportedly cried before the ceremony and was spotted crying going down the aisle. Right, because she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. She was a young girl. <laughs> they got divorced, which was unheard of. You don't do it. No, you don't do it. Like, like you, the man just, just goes and cheats. Yeah, like y'all have multiple houses. Like someone just goes and lives at another house. Which, by the way, you know. I, I agree. Just yeah. do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just do that. Go have your separate life yeah. and still keep all your money yeah. the so same. They got divorced, and that was a huge deal because, you know, she was a duchess, family money. Like, no one, like, literally, like, when was the first divorce? Because, ever? yeah, right. You because know? back then, like, you know, nowadays, if you get divorced, like, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still a tiny bit of a stigma, yeah. a tiny bit of a stigma, yeah. but not a crippling stigma. Like if you get divorced, you can go on and remarry mm-hmm. and no, like not many dudes are going to be like, Oh, she's, she's uh, spoiled goods. But back then, dude, like, like what is the one, like the, the woman would go, I want to get a divorce because I hate my life with him. But then you go, right. But you won't have one after this. Yeah. Like, like, because a woman didn't have a lot of autonomy back then, it's not like she was going to be able to go to work, go to do any of these things. So like it was, you were kind of like getting her getting a divorce back then was like a really badass bold move of like saying, I don't give a shit if my life sucks after this, at least it'll suck without that motherfucker. Yeah. And I know I kind of like sidetracked because I said the Gilded Age in America and like this happened in England, but she's from America. Yeah. She's the Cora. You know, but during, yes, she is the Cora. But during this time was like, okay, the Panic of 1893, which... I don't know anything about that. Well, that was when... Um, was it a stock market thing? Yes. Basically, it was like like the Great Depression. Right. Stock markets crashed. Businesses crashed. Everything was just not good for about four years. Is this because... Is this because the Industrial Revolution is happening and everything is changing so fast that certain businesses couldn't keep up? Some railroad companies failed. Right. And stuff like that. And in some states, unemployment went down to like 50%. Right. It was a bad time. And so... And it's just because of like the changing times and people can't keep up with it or whatever. So like kind of similar to like probably what AI is about to do to us, which is like... 
it's like, oh, no, we promise it'll be better on the other end of this. But right now it's like there's going to be people yeah. out of jobs and yeah. we're all freaking out. Yeah. Where like in England, their Gilded Age ended at the start of World War One. Ours ended at the turn of the century when Teddy Roosevelt was like, hey, there's some stuff going on. Right. I don't like this and I'm going to run on this platform where I'm going to get jobs. Big progressive guy. Yeah. Big progressive guy. And the progressive party started, he became president and things got better. And what he meant by, uh, what he meant by there's some things going on that I don't like was basically the disparity of wealth in the country Mm -hmm. where essentially Mm -hmm. much like it is now, it's like, 10% 10% of the people have 99% of the wealth or whatever. And like, this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great that y'all are having a good time, yeah. but you're not creating enough jobs yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And also, isn't it true that the reason ours ended later or whatever is because the, the England's industrial revolution started before ours. Mm-hmm. But then, as we do in America, we called up to them real freaking quick mm-hmm. and then kind of surpassed them in certain ways. Yes. Oh. No offense, England. Y'all hit for me. Yeah. Uh, well, we... But, like, our Industrial Revolution was the hittingest Industrial Revolution that there could have been. I mean, literally, England, they don't now, but I guess in some circles they do. They literally, like, lived in a, I'm trying to think of the word for it, like, serfdom society. Yeah, a very classist. uh, Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. for for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, a lot of that still... no capitalism whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that's still very much, yeah, where it's just like, look, the aristocrats have this money and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the money and you have to, as Trey likes to say, uh, cough in the mud and die. Mm-hmm. That's just how that's going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Proceed. So, it was very interesting time. <laughs> Do you like the show? I love the show. Yeah. It's not Downton Abbey. No, it's not, but I love the show. I, I love the uh, George who um, plays like the main character. He's the railroad guy, the mm-hmm. one that is, you know, kind of it inspired by the Vanderbilt family. I love the show. I think that the girl that plays his wife is really good. And then you've got um, What's-Her-Face that plays Mrs. Van Ryan, Um, you know. From Sex and the City. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, well, her sister's from Sex and the City, but I mean, yeah, yeah. what's her face? Oh, uh, my God. The lesbian icon. She's not a lesbian, but she's a huge gay icon. Christine oh, yeah. Baranski. Yeah. Christine yeah. Baranski, who is my I queen. Didn't, I didn't know she was a gay icon. Huge gay icon. Uh, what makes you that? I don't know. I think, dude, these gays, I mean, God it, love them. They just it, latch on. It, she was she, probably in a lot of theater and musical okay, stuff. Like, was she, I mean, is she involved in like a lot of gay rock stuff? You know what? Well, probably a hundred percent. You know what? I'm pretty sure she was in the movie The Birdcage. With, I don't know what that is. Oh my god! I don't know why I just went very stereotypically Nathan Lane and because gay with that. Because you're trying to become an icon, right? But Nathan, it's a Nathan Lane, Robin Williams. They play. Oh. Uh, they play a gay couple who's her. Their son is getting married to a girl who her father is a conservative senator, and their family is coming to visit, and so the son is like. Y'all can't be together. He can't see gay people. Mm-hmm. So you're he has to make Robin Williams act straight or whatever. Oh, and uh, I need to see that. Great. Yeah. And it's a it's a wonderful commentary on that situation. Uh-huh. But it is strictly I mean, there is that messaging underneath it, but it's strictly hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like it does not sacrifice anything for the humor. Oh. It is Robin Williams at some of his best. It is Nathan Lane 
at his, maybe his absolute yeah, best. Yeah, and by the way, Nathan Lane is in the Gilded Age. Is he? Yeah. He wasn't in the first season, was he? Yes, he plays Mr. McAllister. You're right. You who, know what? by I, the but, way, was the Gilded Age peer. McAllister, this is a real guy. He basically was the Gilded Age's Truman Capote. Right. Truman Capote is Mr. McAllister. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I he, have to. He turned the. He came up with the phrase uh, "New York's 400." That's which right. Means the people that were invited to the parties. Yeah. Um, Miss Vanderbilt's ballroom could fit 400, 400 people. people. So, so you get knocked off the list, or you get added to yeah, the list. So you're either one of the, which 400 is like, oh my god! But like, I mean, think how big New York, New York is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have he, to admit that I I stopped watching The Gilded Age season one episode five just because Amber wasn't watching it with me and I have forgotten to go back and catch up so that's why I forgot about yeah. Nathan Lane I do love the show I do love Julian Fellows but I got some catching up to do aside from railroads and stuff what were some of the main like the big deals going on in the industrial revolution in, in your research like what else were the Vanderbilts and stuff into aside from the fairy game well obviously beautiful homes like I said the Biltmore the Breakers and what's the Breakers? Oh, it's a famous mansion. Is it Rhode Island? Okay, I don't know. No, about no, this. no, 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 not Rhode Island. And it's on it's, the level of the Biltmore. Um, because like I was yeah. taught to believe that there's nothing on the level of the Biltmore. The Breakers is not Rhode Island. It's in um, uh, not the Breakers at Trine. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Trine is one of our neighboring cities that yeah. we are huge rivals and evidently, with. They have an apartment complex called the Breakers. And no offense to anybody listening to this from Trine, but your whole city stinks and you know it yeah. uh, literally yeah. because sucks there's a suck. sucks to suck. There's a sewer uh, yeah. plant there. Um, no, the Breakers is in Newport, Rhode Island, and it's it's a mansion. Okay. Yeah. And it was called a cottage. Okay. All these rich people back then had cottages in Newport. And that's like their smaller house? Yes. It, that was like the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their Like their all Hamptons. in all of those houses, no one on earth could ever afford that. And that was just their kind of like. Mm, yeah, like they're home. mostly all museums now. Right. But that's one thing I guess I love about the Gilded Age is literally just the. The opulence? The, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like that George's house or whatever in the Gilded Age, like when they're, I remember in the first season, like he's having it all designed and stuff. He's bringing all these people in and some of the, the old money are like, oh, this is gaudy or whatever. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is gaudy because this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like his use of like turquoise and stuff mm -hmm. like that and mm -hmm. literally gold leafed things. Mm -hmm. And like, again, this opulence that should not be, it should not be, that money should be spent on education, all that, whatever it's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's still great. And that's why, I mean, I love like, dude, the Biltmore is, I, I go, I do go there all the time mm -hmm. because number one, they just don't make shit like that anymore. No, they it's don't. amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see. And also when you just look at how much marble is in it and you go, my God, they built a service road oh. just for this place. Speaking of the Biltmore. So like, I actually did this like a while back. Like, you know, like I like to go down my rabbit holes. Yeah, you do love rabbit holes. Yeah. So one day I was just like looking up things about the Biltmore and I was like looking at pictures of some of the servants clothes and just looking at all that stuff. And then I thought, well, who owns the Biltmore now? Mm -hmm. And I saw that it was the Cecil family. And I was like, Cecil family? Well, a Vanderbilt at, at some point married a Cecil. It was the, the you're right, the, yeah. the female Vanderbilt yes, married, married a Cecil. Married a Cecil. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, like, wonder, like, who the, I want to know who the modern age Cecils are. Yeah, right. And so I got on Facebook and I just typed in Cecil, comma, Asheville, North Carolina. Right. And I just found people that look like me and you that are the Cecil. Really? From Asheville. And like, there's one, like where one obviously got married there. Uh And it's like, these are people that look just like me and you that. They've got ungodly amounts of money. Ungodly amounts of yeah, money. That's and how- it was just so cool. Like I went down like a complete <laughs> rabbit hole of these people that like, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got the Chattanooga, like we've got rich families yeah. in Chattanooga and stuff. Yeah. And you've like, got the, uh, uh, the crystal family, the Davenport, the Davenports. Yeah. The Probascos. The Probascos. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a wonderful sauce. I didn't know about these people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bank people. Bank people. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Ludmans. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Ludmans. Stuff like that. That's Coca-Cola, right? I think so. Yeah. Cause Davenport's crystals. Davenport's right? crystal. Ludman. Or is it Coke. opposite? Eh, no, Davenport's definitely crystal. I know. And I can't say i I used to do some work for the Davenports at, when I was in the flower business. Mm-hmm. And uh, what well, some wild cats? Yeah, some, yeah. That's all I'll say. Some wild cats. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's interesting you say that because like you look at them now and you're like, I wouldn't have known or whatever, because that is that is the sign of the times. Like rich people, like the way that we all dress now. Back then, you knew when someone was rich, like 100%, because like they're wearing the coat with the gold buttons and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and everything's fitted, and they've got their, you know, uh, their oh, leggings yeah. or whatever. like, this vest, I think I got it on Amazon for like $25. Right. But, like, if, but Kim if Kardashian it, would wear exactly what like, you're wearing. Yeah, like, but also Lululemon it, has this, I guess, for like 100 and something. Right, it, right. The styles now, because there's so many, as you called it earlier, dubs, dupes, dupes. Dupes. There's so many dupes, like you. There's not really a unless you literally gold plate. Unle- well, unle- right, unless you literally have gold film on your shirt and it says Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though: rich people don't do that no more. Like rich people wear what I'm wearing, like a plain black shirt with no logos. Well, so, yeah, they like, didn't have polyester to make like a cheaper version. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like nowadays, the only way really to tell if someone is rich is like, I've got a pretty good eye for it. Like in terms of when I see someone in a suit, I can tell if it's tailored or not, you know? But like, unless they're standing in front of a Lamborghini, they blend in with society. Whereas the Vanderbilts with their top hats and monocles and canes and shit, you're like, oh, wow, that's a rich guy. Yeah. But like, yeah, this, you know, like when you first said that about the Cecil, they look like you and me. I was like, how? But like, duh, of course they do. Like everyone I know with money also looks like me. I mean, if you go up to like, let's say like home, uh, not home goods, uh, Whole Foods, <laughs> home, the, only the poor folk, I guess, are, we're at home goods. If you go up to like Whole Foods, like in North Chattanooga, you can like see and let's say a woman in her like fifties and she can literally look homeless, ragged, whatever. And then it's like, you can slightly spot maybe like, one little thing and it's like wait is she homeless or is she actually just completely loaded yeah because okay and and i'll say this because holes in her clothes so the clothes that i'm currently wearing were given to me Mm -hmm. because of sponsorships through podcasts or whatever well no i bought these sweatpants that was me i am a size medium and a size four six and jeans cinder stuff 
But I, I bought these sweatpants, but I got them. It was because I got a special deal mm -hmm. at the Nike store for 50% off because mm -hmm. I hit and I hit for those people. Mm -hmm. um, but my point is the, I'm wearing, you can see me right now, sweatpants yeah. and a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This t-shirt is an $80 t-shirt and these were a hundred dollar sweatpants. Mm -hmm. My point being, again, I did not spend my money on these. My you point, could, but if you wanted if to, I wanted to, I, I, of course I could. But my point is, is that wealth doesn't look now like what wealth used no. to look like. Wealth now is there's like new money and old money. There's new money and old money. And it's like, Ain't no money. It's like, you know, because <laughs> that people always say that all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, no, see, rich. Uh, it, if you see like all these rappers or all these young kids, they're wearing the Louis Vuitton stuff. They're like, no, rich people don't do that because they save their money and they invest. And they go, look, see, he's wearing a, that, uh, Elon Musk, he's wearing a plain black shirt and these jeans. I'm like, that shirt, I promise you, even though it's just a t-shirt, was $500 yeah. and more power to him, whatever. Those jeans were $800. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the point. They, they do, they do spend that same amount of money that doesn't show, but like they, it's the quality. Like, and by the way, this t-shirt is awesome. It rules. I've had it for five years. You know why? Cause it. It's well made. Well, yeah, yeah. It's no. well made. Whereas my Hanes one that looks the same has deteriorated. That's not my think point. It's dumb to spend a lot of money on something is if it's trendy. If it's trendy or it's but like a black t shirt will be forever. I've, li I've literally had it for five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was my whole point is that na like the how people look. You can't tell by, just by how people look anymore. Whereas used to a hundred percent, you could tell. By how people look and yeah. that was the that was really the gilded part of the gilded age like to gild like the 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 trans the the um not, not all that glitters is gold. not all that glitters is gold there you go let's end there that was wonderful professor lady kirby uh well done filling in for me uh tell everybody where they can find you on the socials i'm kidding she doesn't do that. well you've got an instagram people can follow you I do um at kirby ask you i can't remember if i'm private or not but well if you are they can request yeah you, you can request and if you look if you you know look legit i'll accept yeah, you I, should... have to, I have pictures of our james on there oh so. i understand that you you know what you need to do is you need to start a finsta like a, you need to start an oh, instagram yeah. that's just for you to like you could post uh you because you love history so much i know I like should you should start you should start a history account or yeah. whatever and then yeah because like i'm first started the no uh, you should do you should just take over the putting on airs instagram it's yeah, what you should do i should do that just do that and just post stuff all the time you yeah. ain't gotta ask me yeah no when we first started doing the um little house of the dragon yeah which I, by the way we will be coming back for season two whenever yes, the show does well, yeah whenever it comes back um <coughs> i had like so like i didn't i didn't check my i mean i would get on instagram but like i just like ignored my notifications yeah and like one day i was like why do i have like a hundred requests and like i just kept on i'm like oh you have the cory rub yeah you have the putting on airs rub yeah trey crowder rub yeah we've it. all had it mm -hmm. well i would say that this is the end of the show but it's not you are in for a real treat this last segment for you me and my mother lady laura decided to do a little cooking for y'all so if you're watching this on youtube you're about to get a literal full episode of a cooking show uh, if you're just listening audio wise, I personally think that it still tracks. We did, I did the best I could uh, to make it just as good of an audio experience as it, as, as it is visual. However, I would like to use this to say if you only listen audio wise, use this as your okay, I'll finally watch the YouTube. All right. Full cooking segment. 
uh, coming to you next as a little bonus here on Putting on Airs. I've been Corey. She's been Lady Kirby. Remember to buy our new book around here and over yonder and go to bonuscorey.com if you want to uh, get in with any of the audio dramas that I'm doing and all that uh, stuff. And uh, I can't say what, but me and Kirby are, are actively working on a new thing right. since we can't wait until uh, Little House of the Dragon 2. No, because so, I mean, God knows. There you go. Tell but her, the strike is over, guys. The strike is over. Kirby's got to get back to work. Tell everybody to stay fancy. Stay fancy, my friends. Stay fancy, my friends. Y'all, are you hoping to budget your food expenses this holiday season? Well, I know I am. That's why I use every plate. I'll tell you that much. Get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees. So you can add more items to your cart for delicious, healthy holiday meals. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Are you craving steak? Well, by the way, they're introducing dollar steak for life. Add a 10-ounce ranch steak to your weekly order for only a dollar now that's raising the stakes hey how about that very funny joke there but that's freaking that's an amazing deal are you kidding me a dollar for a steak crossing off your to-do list ahead of the holiday season is super easy with every plate take back your time fewer trips to the grocery store meals ready in six simple steps they plan the meals and deliver pre-portioned ingredients right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time resting and relaxing over the holidays y'all i absolutely love every plate for so many reasons but also because it is a sustainable choice every plate offsets 100 percent of their delivery emissions i love that you, you can eat good stuff and you can feel good about it too get a meal here's what you're going to do get a meal for a dollar 49 plus one dollar steaks by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering the code 49 poa all right, that is you're going to get a dollar forty nine meal plus a dollar steaks by going to everyplate.com slash podcast, entering the code forty nine POA. Again, that is everyplate.com slash podcast code forty nine POA. Y'all, that is up to a hundred and ten dollar value that we're letting you have for pennies on the dollar. Y'all do it. We love you, every plate, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Skew. Airheads, as you've noticed earlier, we have a special episode of Putting on Airs this week. We are sans tray, but that does not mean we are sans fun. Oh, no, no, no. And I thought what we would do today is our very first Putting on Airs cooking segment. How about it? But I can't do that alone uh, because I have to have the woman who not only sort of introduced me to anglophilism i suppose it would be uh taught me to love the finer things in life also responsible for my crippling anxiety it is my mother lady laura forster everyone mom how are you i'm great i'm great it's nice to be with you thank you glad, glad you're here are you familiar with the show uh what show is that? Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. Putting on airs, mother. The show where uh, two uh, trash uh, dum dums, me and Trey, talk about uh -huh. uh, fancy things in life. Oh, uh, okay. Obviously, my fancy coming from you, my trash coming from well, he's holding the camera. Well, I mean, uh, sounds like a good concept. What are we making today for everyone at home? <laughs> well, I thought since it's almost Thanksgiving that we would make 
Edna's famous sweet potato pie. Okay, for those of you that don't know, Edna is my grandmother who grew up not only poor, I would say borderline destitute. Is this correct? <laughs> I would say that. She was born in 1920 to sharecroppers uh -huh. in the uh, Catoosa County area, which is North Georgia right. here. And her dad, like I said, was a sharecropper, and they lived in several different houses. Several of them didn't have a floor. They had a dirt floor. Cardboard shoes. She had, well, her cardboard They had to share diapers. It was a whole thing. <laughs> her shoes were her brother's. Right. And uh, so when they, all the boys wore them, so mm -hmm. it's like five boys, so they wore them. By the time they got to her, they had holes in them. So she put cardboard in the bottom of them so she wouldn't have holes in her shoes. Pulling herself so, up by her bootstraps. What are you exactly, going to do, folks? That's what she did. And yeah, Granny did always make sweet potato pie. Like I remember when we were kids, like I heard about the fact that people had pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. but we always had sweet potato pie. And I think when I was a kid, since they were both orange, I always just yeah. thought like, yeah. oh, well, that's the same thing. Like yeah. ours is, we just call our sweet, kind of like salmon, salmon. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, I'm assuming in, in any reading I've done with our area, because we are in the Appalachia area. Mm -hmm. um, salmon, salmon, Appalachia, Appalachia, tomato, yes, tomato. Well, yes, and you can say it right like me, or you can say it the other <laughs> way. But... Um, Pumpkins were not that prevalent, mm -hmm. especially for the poorer people. And they didn't grow those en masse and whatnot, right. but they did sweet potatoes. What's well, the only, and you only have pumpkins once a year. Like, you exactly. like pumpkins is something you only have at Thanksgiving. So, like, I guess these people are not going out of their way to, like, have a, it's like a vanity vegetable. Well, it, that's true, because it's, I don't think it's really, uh... Well, what else do you eat it in? I don't think it's indigenous, really, actually, even to our, to North America. I don't I know if that's a fact, here. but let me tell you something. If you're just pulling that straight out of your butt, welcome to the show. Okay. You fit in perfectly. <laughs> that's what we do here. Well, I do think that it, that that's right, but, I mean, if I'm wrong... Sorry. They'll let you but, know in the comments and in the airmail. Putting on airs at gmail.com. Thank you all so much. Well, another thing, too, about sweet potatoes. These are easier to keep when you don't have refrigeration. Sure. Like, you could keep these in the cool of the ground, or maybe you've got a cellar. You could dig a hole back and put them in where they're keeping cool. But now, a pumpkin is going to rot quicker than, this, of than, course. than that. So, you know, it's a little longer-lasting vegetable, too. But growing up, I always had sweet potatoes. Uh, we did have a jack-o'-lantern or two, but we... Well, I was told y'all had that, no money. No, this was after grew up. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. And But I mean, she bought a jack-o'-lantern mm -hmm. or two. I mean, but we didn't really do Halloween very much. And Because of Satan? Yes. Right, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about... Edna too. Also, our holiday. Did I mention that that's my my granny, my great grandmother? I started to. A lot of people may not know. If you're familiar with me and my book or whatever, you know that's my granny Bane. Yeah. This is my granny Bane, my mother's mother. Mm -hmm. uh, passed away when she was 96 year old. Absolute best woman in the world. And again, had to uh, share a toilet with all her brothers for <laughs> a long time. Well, probably just shared a hole. Yeah, actually, right. But not the toilet. But um, holidays at our house were not huge. Mm -hmm. First of all, it was just me and her and Harvey. 
And so, for the most part... Harvey is my uh, grandfather who was old even when I was born. I believe well, he was 103 years old. He, Methuselah, we called him. He was born in 1907. She was born in 1920. So, they're like a 13 and a half year yeah. uh, difference in them. But, anyway, she did not... Obviously, they did not have big Christmases and celebrate a lot. They didn't have anything. If right. mother got an orange and a piece of peppermint candy, yeah. she thought she was I remember was when we were kids, she, well. would, she would do that sometimes. Yes. She would get the, the brown paper bag. It would have, um, uh, what's the, not pecans, the bigger ones. Walnuts. Walnuts. It would have walnuts. It would have orange. It would have peppermint. It would have yes. an apple. Yes. And... Then there was like some just loose stuff that I don't really remember. Yeah. Just a bunch I, of poverty candy just kind of <laughs> loosely thrown. Well, that's probably the way it was with her. So that's the way she did. And and when she got those bags, then they were, she was very excited about getting that mm -hmm. bag. So. She would then blow the bag up and that's what she used as a pillow when she was a child. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So you're going a little too far. <laughs> All right. Go back to the sweet potatoes. Right, back to the sweet potatoes. Anyway. Her sweet potato pie, um, it was just the best. And I guess you kind of start taking it for granted until you start tasting uh, uh, pumpkin pies and different things like that. I think they're far superior to for a sure. pumpkin pie. I agree. I think a sweet potato has more flavor. And I'll go ahead and let you know that... You poop better. It's got more fiber. Well, it does. And it's very nutrient-dense. Right. And... The fact that, I don't know, like I said, it's just easier to keep. It was uh, easier to find. And I'm going to say, I would say. I'm going to say. She got Italian there. <laughs> I'm going to say. Mamma mia. Sweet the potato. Well, I'm going to say that these are, I would say, a lot more economical than what a pumpkin was. I mean, it'd have to be. Or whatnot. But. Her, easier to steal. That's for sure. Well, yes. You could put them in your sack, mm -hmm. you know, and we call them sacks. The dusty old jacket they all wore back then. <laughs> yes. And I I do a couple of things different. And uh, Kirby told me not to do anything different, but I had to because I believe if she was alive now, she would be doing it this way. Yes, that generation of women very susceptible to change. I remember <laughs> that being the well, thing. Well, all most I about can them. say is, is if I told her it was better, I think she would have believed me. Okay, well, what but is it? Explain to me. We need to to start off with two cups of cooked sweet potatoes. Okay. Now, traditionally, people boil potatoes. Uh, for this kind of thing, even for their sweet potato casseroles and stuff. Well, I like to roast them. I too roast them. Okay. It's much better. And also, I like to eat the skins. Well, okay, you can That's do that. That's where all the nutrients are. I'm sure. I mean, I know you're correct on that, but I do it because the boiled potatoes seem to be wetter. Right. Like there's a lot of water that yeah. gets into it, and so... It probably loses a lot of that starch out into the water, too. And like is going to affect the, I guess, consistency of your pie. Again, we're make I'm making all of this up, but it well, makes sense to me. Well, that's fine. You can make it up. That's okay. They, uh, you know what? A lot of cooking is making things. Agreed. Okay, and especially in her day, uh, I'm sure they didn't go by many uh, recipes. I've just uh, cut the skin here, and I'm just going to dig out here um, two cups of 
cooked potato. Now, now listen, be honest with me here. Yes. You're only doing it in the cups because we're doing this for people and you want them to have the recipe. Because yeah. otherwise, you would just eyeball it. I would eyeball Okay, because I've would. never <laughs> seen you use a cup in my life. I've never used a cup in my life. But I understand... Yeah. For these purposes, the people need to know. Well, you also, over the years, the more you do this, you kind of get a, a feel of what a cup. Of course. Of what a cup is. All right. Now, also, for you people who are upset about the dark spots, just don't. Don't say anything about them. They're good. They just got a little warmer. Probably a little bit more sugar in that I just area. Assumed, always assumed it was sugar. I, I'm, a, I'm assuming it's sugar, but now, you know, a lot of people are funny about stuff well, like Well, you know, that's all, that's a banana, okay. the dark spot on banana, that's all. It's more sugar. You know what I found? I just, anytime I see dark spots on my banana, I eat the banana with my eyes closed. And I do. I eat it with my eyes closed and I can never, never tell. Most, well, most people go to the doctor. Thank you, Dad. Yes. <laughs> well. Well. Let me just tell you, this is the way we're doing this. And I just wanted to put the disclaimer out for the, uh, you know, spots on it. I mean, by the time you get it in there and, you now I have a little peeling there. Oh, I'll eat it. Okay, you go right ahead. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to get... I'm it is gonna, sweeter. I'm telling you, that's like caramelized well, sugar in there. Yes, well, I'm just going to tell you something. Baked potatoes, they really don't... I mean, they really don't need anything. They don't need a lot of help, but they're going to get a lot of help yeah, in right. this recipe. But we Well, take... that's true. If you were to just put that in a pie, mm -hmm. it would be good. I would like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're taking two cups of cooked sweet potatoes, and we put this in our mixing bowl. And then I get to lick that later. Oh, sure, if you want to. That's fine with me. Don't watch me. It's embarrassing. <laughs> One cup of brown sugar. I really wanted everybody to see how perfect that thing of brown sugar was. Well, you can't put it back on. No, it's fine. But how me... did, did you, did you, you have a mold that you put that in? Well, no, I put it in a cup. Duh. A measuring cup. But, 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 most of the time, and I maybe people saw it when I put it right before I put it in there, but most of the time when you cook with brown sugar, most recipes will say packed. Right. Okay. Because if it's loose, you're getting a lot more. Well, if it's packed, you're getting yeah. more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, if it's loose, you're getting more. there's not the air in between and whatnot. How old were you when you found out that brown sugar was just sugar with molasses in it? Also, hello, take your pills, Corey. <laughs> you didn't take them before you came? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I took some before I came, but not the one the doctor gave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to say that it was probably just in the last few years. I was older than I should have been. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I, I, I don't yes. know why I thought that brown sugar grew naturally in the caves with regular sugar, which I know that's well, not true either. I just always, honestly, in my head, pump it. Maybe it wasn't processed. Yeah, I don't as know. much or something. It's clearly superior. Know, but it's superior. It's wonderful. I could eat it by a spoonful, personally. And, uh, but, uh, not supposed to recommend that. And we always take our skins to the local homeless shelter and just throw them out. <laughs> you know, we, we try to... Give this. Okay. Okay. Now we've done that. And we are going to, we've got our sweet potatoes. We had our brown sugar. We're going to take a fourth of a teaspoon of salt. And I've used kosher salt. Of course. I just don't use uh, the regular iodized anymore yeah, yeah. because it tastes like a tan. I can't. I know. And I know that it's fine to have. Oh, no. 
And I know fine. you're supposed yeah. to have iodine. Well, this has that in there. Of course, sure. but no, kosher salt or give or me that. Or sea salt. Yes. Whatever. But I just want to let yeah, you know. Yeah, it is, doesn't need to be blessed by a rabbi for me. No, I just need it to be thick. It does not. But I mean, this is pretty economical. Sure. And so, fourth a cup of the salt. Also, I mm. have taken... This is, uh, the recipe calls for a half a cup of evaporated milk. Mm -hmm. I also, this is where I strayed, I use heavy cream. Yeah. And evaporated milk is Eagle Brand, right? No, 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 right. no, no. That's, That's condensed, condensed milk. milk. Okay. Evaporated milk, I think, is more on the level of almost a half and half. Oh, milk. yeah, go full heavy cream. And I'm not exactly sure about that, but now I will say, growing up, Mother always used the evaporated milk. She used evaporated milk for everything. For everything. Yeah. For everything. But I like heavy cream. Mm -hmm. I like it. And I usually, even with milk, I substitute it. Oh, yeah. In my Campbell's soups, it's usually heavy yes, cream. Yes, I do that. And, <laughs> and by the way, my cholesterol, sky high. <laughs> well, it's going to be even higher That's today. Okay. It's Thanksgiving. This is a half a cup of heavy cream. And, uh, as they say in the cooking world, I've heard, she just had on here, uh, I use vanilla. Mm -hmm. A lot of her recipes, I know, I know that I'm bad about doing this too. I'll write down a recipe and I know what I mean. Right. And then I don't explain it or right. anything. But this recipe had called for ginger and, ginger. uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, some like a teaspoon of ginger, some nutmeg, and some cinnamon. Now, that's the usual spices that do go in a pumpkin pie. Mother did not like nutmeg. That yeah, she yeah she she just didn't like I guess that combination of all three because uh -huh. she would use nutmeg and some stuff. Boy, she'd be in trouble today because that's what they spice everything oh, with in everything, November. Yeah, everything. And I'm not a big fan. For myself. the record, I love nutmeg in like. I put it on my ice cream. I also like it yes. in my pastas and yes, stuff. Yes. But when it comes to sweet potato pie, mm -hmm. I genuinely want it just to taste like sweet potatoes. potatoes That's with it. the sugar with in the, it. With the sweeter potatoes. That's what I want. Well, she just says vanilla. And I always say vanilla that on television they'll say, measure that with your heart, mm -hmm. which we should have started. I should That's have okay. told them, but it's okay. Yeah. But what my mother wanted to say was, while you're getting all of this ready, you can take your pie crust and go ahead and par-bake it in the oven. Par-baking is where you get something a little bit done. And in this instance, what really helps with a pie, because I know it's the same thing with quiche, it helps the end product to be less gummy, right? Mm -hmm. If you just put all your stuff in there, this portion right here, the bottom of the pie, it's not going to be able to cook as much, and it's going to have that gummy texture. But if you par-bake it, it's going to be just as crispy as the rest of your pie. Am I correct? That's correct. What's up? And huh? What is up? Yeah, bring it up high. Bring if only I knew yeah. as much about, like the Roman Empire when I'm talking about it on this show. Well, I'm just going to tell you, to me, right now, this pie and eating and sustenance is more important than I agree. the Roman Empire. So, uh, yes, you can call it par-bake. A lot of people call it, um, well, shoot. Flash-bake? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, par-bake's the right way. Yeah, but anyway, put the fork to them so that if you don't, a lot of people don't know this, but if you don't fork it, then 
your pie crust when it goes in there is going to bubble up. It sure now, will. Now, I've learned from experience. It may bubble up a little bit now, but let's don't. We're not going to get tore up about it. But anyway, we're going to put it in a preheated oven at 400, and we're going to set the timer for about 10 minutes. And if you don't have one on your stove. I'm sure you have one on your phone. That's right. So just do that. So we have our ingredients in. That is uh, pre-baking over here in the oven on um, 400, which is what your pie is going to be set on to. Okay. Now, there's I'm, also going to be a lot of people, by the way, not a lot of people, but a couple people that are like, oh, really? Store-bought pie crust? Do you have anything you'd oh, like to say to those people? Oh, well... Well, I, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. Right. Okay. We understand, and if you want to do that, that's fine. But when you're cooking on Thanksgiving, a lot of times you don't have time for that. Well, I'm going to tell you, Mother could make the greatest pie uh, crust of anything. And when this little thing came out where you could go and you could buy your pie crust in the frozen section... I think she thought that, I don't know, she had hit the mother load mm -hmm. or whatever, because during the time that I grew up is when all this stuff started happening, like yeah. the margarine and the, the stuff to make your life easier, easier. Yeah. okay? E and from her, this is the way, when you grow, grew up in the 20s, right. and then she obviously was like a teenager during the Depression and all this, this stuff is fancy eating. I was about to say, okay? so like, it, so there's a lot of people who would be like, your granny must not have been a real redneck because a real redneck would have made her own pie crust. And I put to you that like, my granny grew up so poor, mm -hmm. so trash, that <laughs> the, to her, hearing this is like, oh my God, one, rich one, and one less thing. Yes. One less thing. Like yes. she had to cook, clean everything. Well, and, and she so, worked. Yeah, and she, and she worked. She like, was she, a working... She was a working housewife. Yes, she was. And uh, she so was. to her, yeah, that was like... That was high on the hog. Like, that's caviar to her. That's Yes, and it made her life easier. And she said, she used this every time. Anytime she baked something, she used a frozen pie crust. Mm -hmm. And she did. Now, we're going to separate Ooh, I love doing two eggs. Do you want to do one? Yeah, can okay. I do one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Can I do it my new way that I do it, separating eggs? Let me, let me wash I'm my hands not, real quick. How about that? Okay, okay. I'm not going to judge. You talk to the camera. Okay, I'm not going to judge however you're going to do it, whatever. But the way I do it... Uh, no, I, I want to watch you do it because I like you doing it, but it just, I, I, it takes too long for me. Well, I don't understand why it takes too long. It takes too long, but I also get... There's egg, a towel over I here. Get eggs, I get shells and stuff. In it. Okay. Well, I don't know. Do it. I like the way you do it. I know that it's the superior way. Well, don't break. Don't break a lot. Okay. That I might help be. It. I don't have good dexterity. I'm okay. a boy in a china shop. Okay. Well, you've said all this, and now you've put me on the spot here. Uh huh. You kind of screwed up there. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. You got it. No. Uh, as long as I don't get any yellow in there, then I'm fine. So I just separated it by doing this, and you're letting the whites flow out. There's a yellow. Now, King Daddy, let's see yours. Okay. okay. Here's how I do it. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. It works. And there you go. And put it in there. There you go. I mean, come on. I mean, granted, I have to wash my hands again and you don't, but. 
Uh, have you also seen, have you seen the way that they oh. do it where they take a, a 20 ounce Coke bottle yes, and you I just have. suck it, yes, I suck have. it in there? I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, you wash your hands and we're saving, don't throw away the egg whites because we're saving those for something. That has to do with the pie? Yes, it does. Are you going to make a meringue? No, oh. no, <laughs> no. That was another thing when Pooh Whip came out. Uh huh. Whoa. Oh yeah. That was another thing that she thought because she she loved stuff with the meringue on it, but she just I don't know. She was always making I guess in the summertime more lemon ice box sweat. pies and yes, yeah. and it would sweat and it would come across from the crust. And I think there's a trick for that, but I can't remember what it is. And anyway, it aggravated her. So she, had, she did Cool Whip. She loved Cool one. Whip. And she also never threw out a Cool Whip container. And I know this because there would be so many times when I was a kid that I would run into Granny's house, open up the refrigerator and go, hell yeah, there's some Cool Whip. Open it up. Green beans! Yes. Which yeah. I loved her green beans, but I was I wanted, yes, cool, but whip. wanted cool Whip. Yeah. Well, we've got this in here, Satan. You can read it off to me. Okay. Because I can't really see it. Very two much. cups mashed sweet potatoes, one cup packed firmly brown sugar, half cup of butter, two eggs separated, uh, half a teaspoon of ginger, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, half a teaspoon of nutmeg, which I believe we are omitting. We put the fourth tablespoon of salt in there, half a cup of evaporated milk, which we are using heavy cream because we grew up Christian, half cup <laughs> white sugar, one unbaked pie shell, 10 inch uh, whipped topping if desired, and would you like me to read off the angle? Ooh, melted butter. You didn't yeah. say nothing about that. Well, you did. Oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't say melted in there, but... But yeah, why not? No, well, I can't imagine. It would just be... If it put it in here cold... Yeah, right. With all these wet things, it would just be... Clump up, seven, yeah. Clump seven. So, this was a half a cup, which is one stick. You're right. But... Yeah. And just to let y'all know... I will I be do, licking that, too. Yes. I do not use margarine. For anything, margarine is not butter. Yeah, right. No, that's okay. not. So, anyway. and it's not healthier either. Like no, it's literally, it's, it's literally, <laughs> but like it, like when, like okay, when it came out, it was like everybody knew like it's not, but it's not real butter. But everybody was like, well, at least it's better for us. It's neither of well, those that things. That was a lie. And maybe is it cheaper? Well, I'm sure, and um, I don't know anymore. I don't even look at it, so I have no Either idea. Either way, let me cost. tell you something right now. Uh, the closest I've ever come to divorcing my wife was how hard it took me to convince her that, no, when I tell you to go get butter, I don't mean a tub of country crock. Exactly. Also, for anybody in the comments, I think that country crock is wonderful on a roll. I really do. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But when you're cooking, for the love of God, get a grip on yourselves. <laughs> Well, and I mean, I don't like I said. You like you asked the price. I don't know. This comes from Walmart. Well, the so reason we don't know how much margarine is because we haven't bought it in years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't even look at the margarine. Yeah. So I and that's don't the cheap butter you've done much, right. This cheap butter. Cheap butter. It's still a dollar a stick. I know. No, I know. Tell me about so, it. So I'm mixing this until obviously well incorporated, incorporated. Now also. There are going to be some lumps in here because sure, I'm, not, I'm not pureeing yeah, right. this. I'm not putting it in the Vitamix or the blender. It's a sweet potato pie, it's, not baby food. Exactly. So, I've got this going. Let me get a spatula. And I'm going to push down the side just a little bit. We, it's, it's really just about done. And we're going to have to... Let me just do this just a little bit. I think I 
Are they going to get upset if I use my fingers? To they ain't eating it. Okay. Uh, also, that's no. True. Listen. That's true. And I say this with love, Airheads. Most of them fall under the trash uh, <laughs> part of the Venn diagram, <laughs> not the fancy. Okay. So, okay. I read the emails. It's well, true, and I love you for it. Those are my kind of people, then. All right. Would you... Let's see. You can... We can just put the leave that right there. Okay, you can have it. Mm -hmm. All right. Now... The only reason I'm doing this, we've got to, I'm fixing to put this into this separate bowl because these egg whites are going to have to be uh, beaten until mm -hmm. they're fluffy, okay. okay? And I didn't want to get out an extra mixer of and course. stuff, so I'm going to put this all in here, and I am going to ask you, when I get this in here, I'm using the... This was one of the things Mother really didn't use very much. Rubber spatula? She didn't was it not a thing back it, then? Really, I don't think it wasn't. Was she used, you know, the wooden spoons and stuff all the time? You know, but I've only it, recently started using them a lot. Oh, and I think maybe it's because, like, Granny didn't use them. I just didn't see them a lot or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. In my brain, I didn't realize their tremendous versatility. I was just like, <laughs> oh, some people like wood and some people like rubber. I like right. wood because it's old school. But, like... Right. You get all of it out. You get it all out, but that's there's, why there's so many sips left at your, the bottom. Your daddy doesn't like it because it gets it, then all he the stuff yeah, right. out. Then he well, can't. you go rinse this out, well, I and mean, I want you to dry it. It needs to be dry, and we are also it's time to get out our. Got thirty seconds, but that's okay. I hope it's burned. I hope it's well, perfect. Well, it it's not burned. Uh, actually. It looks very good. Now, and we put enough fork holes in there that it's uh, not puffed up. I'm gonna leave my oven on. And I need it dry. Another thing I did not really, each, different recipes I guess call for different things, but most of the time when you're baking, most of the time, your eggs should be room temperature. Uh, don't get, uh, here, here, take this. This is fine, this one's clean. You dry it with that. They should be room temperature. Um, if you forget to leave them out for a few hours, just take you a cup or a bowl of hot water and put your eggs still in the shell. Put your eggs in that hot water and let them sit for a few minutes, and that will warm those. That will warm those up. Thank you. Got it. Yep. Got it. Now I'm going to put on the whisk attachment, which I don't really use that often. It's whiskey business. It's it is. <laughs> You're so cute. We're going to take. Uh, I think I see a little bit of yolk there. We're going to take this. Um, here, I got it. We're I gonna, know that didn't come from mine, but no. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take our two egg whites, and we are going to put in, how much sugar was it? I forget. I believe it's a fourth. Uh, yeah, a fourth a cup. fourth a cup of sugar in here. Now, this is not instantaneous, right. so it's going to take a few minutes. Okay, and I don't know. Oh, you're starting off on six. Well, yeah. Holy. Okay. Yeah, I'm for it. 
All right. Let's live. All right. Now, I don't know if everybody can hear us, but is there anything you want to ask about? Yes. I wanted, I wanted to ask you how you felt about the fact that British royalty bangs their relatives as often as rednecks do, but we're the only ones that get the blame for it. <laughs> Thoughts? Well, they have money. That's why they don't get blamed. There you go. Okay. And I, I, we also do it for a totally different reason than what they do. Yeah, because our cousin's cotton has big tits. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what you say. But right. that's not what they're doing. They're trying to keep the bloodline. Purify line the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. But now, obviously, your more recent royals are not doing that anymore. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think that Kate is... Well, no, no okay, the... the Current recently, yeah, yeah, but like well, Charles no. and Diana were, they were related. Yeah, but it was real distant. It was real distant, but like if anybody else had done it, they would have been like, ugh, eat gad's gross. <laughs> well, probably so. Um, okay, another question for okay. you. If you, we talk about this on Putting air, putting On Airs every now and then, we fantasy book like a kingdom, like a realm or whatever, yeah. using like real people, so not politicians, but like, right, so no politicians, you can't use politicians past or present, but you can use anyone from real life, living or dead, if you want to, actors, whatever. Okay. If America turned into a monarchy, which God forbid we ever did, but if we did and we had a kingdom and we were going off to rule the land and be basically what the British were back in the day, who would you, ele not elect, but who do you think would be the best, either king or queen? Either one. Well, I'd be the best queen. Okay, fair, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you want me to tell you where we landed so that maybe... You tell me and that'll give me a... Okay, so we decided, this was my pitch, okay. at least, that the, when I think of a king... Yeah. Now, granted, we also had to say, never mind, this don't count because he used to be a politician. I just don't think of him this way. I said Arnold Schwarzenegger. He looks like like peak 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger. Doesn't he look like a king from the Bible that's going to lead you in? Yes. And Queen, of course, we went with Dolly Parton. Okay. All right. Queen and the king. Uh, first of all, I would not pick Arnold but, uh, Schwarzenegger, but that's... You got but you get what I'm saying. So, who do I get to pick? And by the way, I mean it can be. I mean a ruling queen too. I don't mean a queen just to be the king's wife. I'm talking about like Elizabeth. Like she can. You don't even have to think well, about I, a man. If I okay, so I can. I don't have to pick a king. I can pick a queen. Oh yeah, you can pick a queen. Yeah. You can also pick a king and then a queen regent if you want okay. to. But queen. Because mm -hmm. I just assume you would rather have a woman rule. Well, yes. I agree with definitely. you. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Again, no politicians. Oh, oh she's not a politician. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, Paula Dean? Well, it is, It <laughs> listen, it's a run for the money, and I felt like... I know who you're going to say. I know who you're going to say. <laughs> and I feel bad for not picking Paula because she is, to me, the greatest home cook. You realize we're talking about leading a nation, correct? Well, I think she could lead in that. I agree. Hey, okay. okay. I know who you picked, though. I know okay. who you picked. Can we Lady? say it on three? Yes. One, two, three. Martha Stewart. Oh, Anna Garden. Anna Garden. I like it. No. 
I like it. Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. She would be great at hosting all the parties. Everybody would want to be in her court. Yes. Yeah. I mean. She, oh, I mean, to me, she's the queen of cooking. And it's not just because, I don't know. Martha Stewart was a business mogul, so I just figured to be like, well, she Well, I'm just. But also went to jail. Ina Garten didn't. Scoreboard. You know what I mean? Well, and, and. Yeah, we're not even going to go into that, about how I feel about that, but... Oh, it's fine. She shouldn't have gone to jail. No, she should not have gone no, to jail. No, she got railroaded. Oh. We've, talked, we've talked about it on the show before. Absol I mean, she went to jail for getting the hookup. It's bullshit. It's, she got the shaft yeah. big time. Um, Ina, though, I don't know. It's... In my day, when... Because now we've got Jeffrey as King Regent. Oh, uh, when, when... Martha started out. Obviously, everybody knew who Martha was before Ina, I guess. I mean, I, I did anyway, knew who Martha was. I don't know. I, uh, Martha did not come across as approachable to me as Ina does. That's true. That could be. So I've you never want, met either you want one a, of them. You want a benevolent queen, and Ina would be more of a benevolent queen. I suppose so. Okay. I want to have a fun queen. I want to have. I would want to have a queen who ha does have common sense. Mm -hmm. I want a queen who enjoys. Uh, Who's in touch with the people, as Ina certainly is yes. out in her Hamptons home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, and she. I'm kidding. But Martha is no. Look, we're talking yeah. about royalty. They're going to be rich. Yeah, but she just. I, I just. I just see the way she does things, and it seems so effortless, and she does it with such a smile on her face. That's true. That uh, she's queen to me in uh, the cooking There area. you have it, uh, Ina Garten. And now back to uh, my queen of cooking. Uh -huh. What are we doing here? Is, are we meringued yet? Well, we're not meringuing. Okay. okay. Oh, right. We're okay. whipping. We're whipping, and uh, it didn't have to be stiff peaks, okay. anything like that, but it's a little foamy, okay? It's probably not as thick as I would want it to be, but let me just oh, say this. Oh, that's why it's got that sort of, uh, the texture to it, yes. that light airiness. Yes, yes. I didn't know what you was getting up to in there. Well, I like this. I don't understand why you didn't figure that out. Well, I was always but, in there watching football. Well, that's true. Now, um, these are not whipped, so they're, you know, they're not at a stiff peak, so I'm not really going to worry about, um, Messing these up, mm -hmm. as they say, letting all the air out or whatnot. But, and I, you know what? In cooking, I never heard Edna or Mama say one thing about, ooh, I better not bust these. Uh -huh. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I didn't hear that. Now, maybe she Well, because you're not baking right here. If well, you're baking, it's... Well, you are baking. I, I know, but, but it's I'm not, not a cake. A it's, it's, not a, it's not a cake, though, is what right. I'm saying. Like, right. no matter what, if you put these ingredients into that pie yes. and heat it, it will yes. taste good. Yes. Whereas a cake could actually fall... Yes. And it and it changes the entire the, the thing. Entire everything. Yeah. Now I'm going to pour this into my pie crust using the spatula and getting as much as I can. We gotta save that for Dad. Yes, he wants to eat that. He can. I'm not gonna say anything. And then I just kind of <laughs> get that. He got caught trying to get the stuff there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there's mine. Now, there's a thing I always used to do, and it, mm, like I would cook this for like 45 minutes or whatever, and I would go, "Oh, it's getting brown," so I would put the it. thing in there. 
But you know what? I would wait till towards the end. But it's easier if I do it now. Right. Okay? So, to keep... Sorry. Gotta take my pills. To keep my crust from getting too brown, which, I mean, I think that looks pretty good right yeah, there. Right. Anyway, but... The crust mm -hmm. being underdone is way preferable to it being, being overdone. overdone. Yes, yeah. and it's not pretty. So I'm going to take little rims of this, and I'm going to cover. Would you consider this, uh, giving the pie a, uh, a rim job? That would be like you. Huh? Everything's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it will be to them. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, I'm going to do this now. Now, in the last, let's say, 15 minutes of baking, if... I can take these off, mm -hmm. and it's easier to take them off in the oven yeah, than it is to put them off. So, I think I kind of need one more, but um, there's some aluminum foil in that drawer right there, because I don't think I've got it anywhere else. Now, some people may like it dark, and that's fine, you know, whatever, but this is another thing that... I feel lots of times people want to cook something and they want to kind of leave the room and go do something else and yeah, right. not. And yeah, I'm not for that. I'm not for If you're going to do that, get a crock pot. Well, exactly. Because now we're on 400. Now we are on 400 for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's it. And when 10 minutes is over, we are going to put you down to 350. Okay. And it is going to cook from anywhere from 45 to 55 minutes. What's or, the reason for this? You want like an immediate kind of crust? I have no earthly idea. Just what Edna did, so that's what Well, that's did. what the recipe says. Okay, and well, that's I just did it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming maybe that, I, I, honestly, I'm sure there's some people that probably would know that answer, and I'm sorry I don't know it. I should right. know it or whatnot. But anyway, so I'm gonna time it for 10. Now, we're cooking that one. And just let you know, for the time of television's sake, I mm. always wanted to say that. All right, all right. Uh, I made a pie earlier. Wonderful. Okay. We'll have some like um, some bumper music that sounds like time is passing. Oh. And then okay. the pie will present itself. Okay. Okay. So I made this. Here is the pie, and you see that got a little bit browner, but I put. Yeah, it but on. that's the good kind of brown. But that's but that's, that's like good. a Ruffles potato chip brown. That's what you want. Right. Now. I'm thinking I did this for about 50, it took about 55 minutes. That's why I don't want you leaving. No, I'm not saying you can't go off and go Well, every, every, oven, every oven's different. Like that. And every, every oven's, oven's different. different. I found I'm that out with mine that sometimes whatever the recipe says, mine runs a little hot or maybe runs a little cool. And so I just kind of had to eyeball and it's not everything. All, and I don't know why it's not always the same every time. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know. Summertime, I don't know if it's humidity. I don't know whatever. But anyway... Uh, this was about 55 minutes, and I'll tell you this, it was, uh, you almost would think, okay, it's not done. It was a little bubbly or whatnot, but it's set out and it has cooled, mm -hmm. okay? And this is the way that I would serve it. I don't serve it hot. Mother didn't serve it hot. No, she no, no. Heat it There's up. no reason. No, no. If, you, if people want to put it in the microwave, go ahead. That's fine. Oh, then you mean, by the way, another, it's your potato. Another thing that people, uh, that you mentioned that I'd like to talk about, a lot of people when they're cooking, they don't realize that things, when you take them out of the oven, 
continue to cook. Yes, they did. With I guess I run into people I see like you know my wife. I'm not throwing her under the bus, but I had to tell her this, and now she does it the right way. Okay. But she would take like an egg bake or a quiche or whatever mm -hmm. out of the oven, and or scrambled eggs, and she's like, I got to leave them in here till they're done. And I'm like, mm -hmm. after you leave them in there till they're done, they're, they're overdone. Yeah. You take them off because yes. that heat is going to continue to transfer, and it will in the pie as well. Yes, it, it very well. And. So, we're going to see. Now, I was going to tell y'all another trick that I had seen on television the other day. Some she can unwrap a starburst with her tongue. That's for later. That oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this a couple of years ago, and I will say this, and a lot of people don't care, and it doesn't matter, but like if I go somewhere necessarily, I do don't know. I just don't like the... The, the aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Put it in something else. So, but you can't just go, Boom. okay, let me take this right. out and put it in another pan. But, also, if you just want to just get one piece, the first piece is always a mm, mm -hmm. to get out of anything. Take your scissors, cut your aluminum foil right here. Maybe you And, like, make a piece. Make just... Do this. Now you can fold it down. Okay. Well, look at this redneck ingenuity <laughs> here. And see here, you can kind of get your pie. Um, and put it in its nice little tart thing or whatever. Yes, and now if you wanted to put it in another one, yes. Kind of cut little... Because when people good. see this, they they're, 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 they're like, did you buy this? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Take the chicken out of the bucket, put it in. Put it in another yes, thing, exactly. Which there's not a thing wrong with. Absolutely that. not. Uh, but go around, if you're wanting to do that with all of it, go around the whole thing, pull it back, mm -hmm. and then you can get the slicer or whatever you want to get in there and get up under there and maybe put it in another container. Sure. Okay. Now, well, since we're not doing that, I'd like to just enjoy it. I will. I'm going to let you have a piece. Start in the middle there. Hopefully, I'm cutting all the way through. And well, if you're not, if you're not, there's nothing wrong with a sweet potato cobbler. That's what I've always said. <laughs> no, there's not a thing wrong with it. And let's take a plate. Yeah, this is the, the moment here because yeah, it's mm -hmm. look. You're not. No one's gonna fault you for not getting the first piece perfect. It's pretty hard. You know it? that the first piece is kind of like a, a, the first form. Sometimes ah. you just have to throw it away, mm -hmm. and you've learned. <laughs> yes. And the second slice comes out so much easier. Yeah, what's she doing right now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I am trying, but I'm probably tearing it up. But Seems like a parenting issue but, to me. <laughs> but it's still going to taste good. Oh, oh yeah, it's money. And look, here's the deal. We'll just, just go right in there. We'll just get in get here. There and put it over there. Yeah, ain't nothing okay. wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It doesn't bother me. Used to, that would have just tore me up. Well, it still tastes the same. Yeah, if that would have tore me up. That's if... the piece you eat, and then everybody else gets the nice piece. Exactly. Pieces. Exactly. The hostess just leaves that in the kitchen. Oh, my God. That's so good. Is it good? Yes. And... I may tear this one up, too. I don't know. There we go. See, that one come out a little bit better. So, you got your fork, and... Cheers. I'll just... Cheers. And, oh, that tastes like mama. It does, it tastes like it. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. I hope I 
told everybody the right way. I hope I didn't mess anything up. But well, I enjoyed cooking. Have... I enjoyed cooking with you. Well, thank you, Mama. I had mm -hmm. a good time too. Mm -hmm. Hey, that was uh, it for the very first edition of we didn't name this. Laura Lou and Corey too. How about that? <laughs>